Get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, save, retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. Time now for the Fast Lane Podcast, presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Trust me, this clubhouse doesn't love it uh, one bit, uh, but we'll break through. Um, there's a lot of confidence in the way we communicate amongst each other, and uh, we'll be fine. But yeah, we want to break through this. Obviously, it hasn't started the way we wanted to with the 3-7 record, but at the end of the day, we'll, we'll figure out a way through this, and we'll be fine. That clubhouse has a lot of confidence in what they're able to do, as well as their preparation, so we'll keep going. Let's get nasty on a Tuesday. It's a fast sign on 101 ESPN with Jamie Rivers. I'm Anthony Stalter, joined now by our guy Brad Thompson, who was on the call last night for Valley Sports Midwest alongside uh, Chip Carey. And BT, not great. Not great. <laughs> Guys, I got to tell you, I was fully expecting at the end of that Ollie Marmol clip, I was expecting Will Ferrell from old school. Of the, We can't have everybody freak out. We got to keep our composure. Keep every, Yeah, keep your composure. <laughs> That's exactly uh, what I was expecting at the end of it. And that's exactly kind of what it feels like right now, uh, where just nothing nothing is going right for these guys. Uh, the, the pitching is not good. I think that we've established that to this point. Has not been good. Offensively, have struggled to get the big hit. The only thing you had to hang your hat on for a little while was the defense. Coming into yesterday, had not made an error. Well, kicked two yesterday. It's just, it's... Uh, it's snowballing a little bit earlier than expected, but this happens every freaking year, doesn't it? Like there's always a bad run of a week, two weeks where you're playing bad baseball. Boy, they're just getting that out of the way early. Smart move, really. Yeah, you hope so. You hope so. Because right I now. I believe so, Anthony. <laughs> I believe so. Yeah, you're sitting at dead last in a bad NL Central and, you Lying know. in the weeds. You've got a balanced schedule this year, so there is there's a bit of a difference. Uh, but BT, let's dive into this. So Steven Matz, he surrenders six runs in five and two-thirds innings in that loss last night to the Rockies. He he was fine this spring, looked good. But since that, he's lost both of his starts. He's allowed 10 earned runs in 11 innings. He also raised his career ERA at Coors to 929. So it's not like he didn't he hadn't had issues at Coors Field before. Other pitchers have struggled at Coors Field, but this is now back-to-back starts that have gone poorly for Steven Matz. What has plagued him in the early going that you didn't see in spring training? Execution. I mean, that, that's the main thing. It's execution specifically with his secondary pitches. He's doing a decent job of getting ahead and commanding counts, and he has racked up some punch-outs as well. He's got 11 punch-outs in 11 innings, seven of them against the Braves in his first start. Impressive, right? But it's, it's the execution of the changeup and the curveball and getting those things down in the zone. You understand it here at, at in Denver at Coors Field. The ball, as we know, it does not move like it does when you're playing other places. The air is thin. The ball stays up. You still got to make pitches when you need to. And that was the issue again. You just look at some of the numbers. 
four mats early on in this season. The opposition is hitting 500 against his changeup, six for 12. They're hitting 385, five for 13 against his curveball. Hasn't thrown a ton of sliders, only 19 of them, but they're hitting 500 against that pitch as well. Like these secondary pitches are not landing for him, and it's just execution up in the zone. Like there was a, an at bat uh, yesterday too, and it was it was actually a fastball, but it was in the second inning. He had, uh, it was Trejo was up first, and he got a hit on a breaking ball that was elevated up in the zone. And then Tovar, he had him 0-2. Like, he was in command. It's all right, well, he's going to bury Tovar right here. And then he has a sinker that he throws at the top of his own middle. He hits a double down the line, and ultimately in that inning, two runs would come around to score. Right now for Steven Matz, it's just execution, guys. And... It's something it, it has to get it figured out. Like he's got to be able to spot these secondary pitches. BT, how does how does a pitching staff go about figuring it out? And I know that's a very broad question. Like, well, of course, if they knew they're doing, you know, they they'd figure it out right now. But there is there's got to be a strategy to what's going on behind closed doors right now. Whether it's video, whether it's extra, you know, throwing. With so, how does how do you get into that if you're on the pitching side of it? Yeah, I think that you just continue to focus on the process, believing that the results will be there, right? There's got to be intense focus on all of the stuff that you're doing. So, Jamie, to your point, maybe it is digging into the video and doing it with Dusty Blake and some of the other pitchers who say, all right, what am I doing in these spots? Why am I making these mistakes that are up in the zone? Is there something mechanically? Is there something about the sequencing that we're calling? I think that you have to, to really be detail oriented when it comes to all of those things but you really just have to be focused in your bullpen sessions of burying pitches of getting that muscle memory and that belief that is there just like when you have uh success like you end up building off of that well when you have a couple of rocky ones you start getting the wheels turning say oh i better not do this it's like the golfer that's looking over the water so don't hit it in the water don't hang a change up like you start getting in your own dome a little bit. So it just comes back to being able to focus. And I think that one thing that could help Steven Matz in particular, who is a fast worker, which is good in a pitch clock era, is him actually slowing down. He talked about that a little bit after the game yesterday. He said there were times where things were were starting to speed up a little bit. And I would deliver a pitch and realize that there are still, you know, nine, 10 seconds left on the clock think that he and others right have to figure out a way to build in rest even with the pitch clocks we're seeing this around baseball there are a lot of starting pitchers that you can see them just kind of getting gassed out there it even happened against the Cardinals the other day now the guy ended up throwing the ball pretty well Freddie Peralta against the birds the other day he was wheezing out there like getting through his his inning like it speeds up so you got to figure out different ways to slow it down BT a lot being made today of the challenge, no challenge, or the late challenge by Ali Marmel and the uh, Cardinals coaching staff. I mean, what did you make of that whole thing? You're sitting there in real time. You're covering the game, and there's the play at the plate that you know, I, I don't know how many people knew right away that you know Contreras was going for the tag. The foot came off, and then the challenge came up, and it went by quickly. 
What's your take on the whole situation? Yeah, first of all, when it when it comes to the tag, that is a view that our broadcast didn't have. We only had the one view of the foot that looked like it was coming off of the base. So finding out uh, about the other angle, that was helpful. That would have been nice at the time. <laughs> but uh, it, it, first of all, a heads-up move by Contreras realizing what happened. Blackman obviously out in that spot. But uh, when it comes down to just the, the overall – replay and the rules and how it went down the umpires handled it how the umpire should handle it if you're going to challenge that call you have to do it within the 15 seconds and it didn't happen and i think that one of the questions and it's one that you know we get an opportunity every day to sit down with ollie in his office and it'll be a question that'll be asked like hey in that spot why not just do it right away right it's late in the game anyhow why even wait for the you know the yes you know if you believe that you got him Contreras telling you he's good then just do it right away. Uh, I think that that's something maybe Ollie would have done, you know, giving a given a second opportunity. PT, I know obviously how it works with the NHL teams. You got a video guy that's in the back room, and he's got like four different screens. Heck, they even have a, an assistant video guy now picking up oh, plays. Yeah. And you know, obviously the NHL, the in-play stuff uh, moves pretty fast, and it's not that baseball doesn't. Things move very quickly. In baseball, particularly when it comes to outs, whether it's tags or tie goes to the runner, or however the situation is, do the Cardinals have a specific video guy that's just sitting there for in-game stuff? They do, and he's fantastic. He's been doing it for years. Worked with Tony Larusa as well. His name is Chad Blair, and Chad is, uh, you know, uh, they, Jose Akendo is the secret weapon. Chad would be the second secret weapon. I mean, he's been doing it forever. He's fantastic, uh, and, and it does. It does put a lot of pressure on those guys, right? These bang-bang plays of getting it done quicker and, uh, you know, knowing definitively if you have uh, if you have the call right or not. My thing is with it, and I heard BK and Ferrario talking there at the end of their show about the rule and the 15 seconds and maybe wanting that five seconds back. And as they pointed out, it was a lot more than 20 seconds last year. The umpire would come over and be like, do you want to? And like, I don't know. <laughs> they, had, they had all this back and forth. Right now, like, I, I still think that the idea of replay was supposed to be for the egregious misses anyhow, right? So if it's one that an umpire just misses badly, then boom, it's easy, we do it. If it's one that you have to have 17 different angles on to find out if, if the play was, you know, if out or safe. And again, this play last night, very definitive that he was out from the other angle. Now, I don't know how long it took for them to get the other angle, because again, in our broadcast, we never got it. We never got that side angle of the tag. Uh, so I don't know, you know, how, how that worked on their end. I'll find that out today, actually, uh, of when that came. Uh, but I don't think that the rule needs to be changed at all. I think it was four egregious misses in the first place. But it does put a whole lot of pressure on those tasked around the game to make a call and make it quickly. Cardinals Rockies tonight, 740. Kyle Freeland versus Miles Michaelis. And uh, given Miles Michaelis's previous two starts, guys. Woof. We'll turn this thing around tonight. We'll yeah, turn this thing around tonight. Sure absolutely do. Over yeah. Are the underlying metrics in favor of the Cardinals? BT will put some spin rate on that next on 101 ESPN. We're right back to the Fast Lane Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN.
I will admit I'm an optimist when it comes to the Cardinals, but what in the last 20 years would make you not optimistic? The Cardinals may have had a bad start, but it's 10 games in, and year after year, they are there to compete at the end. So what now is different? Not much. Slow start. If this was in the middle of June and it was a bad 10 games, we wouldn't be really talking about it. I'm not worried. That was Ryan who left us a mic job. He's right. I mean, there's not there's not a lot over the last, what do you say, 10 years, 20 years that he mentioned that you look at and say, okay, this is different than it has been in years past. BT, you've kind of you alluded to that in our first segment. A year ago, the start, I don't think the start was this, was this rough, but I know the Brewers came out of uh, the gates on fire. They were in first place at the trade deadline, in fact. And then the Brewers front office said, hold my beer. You guys are not going to like what we're about to do. Deal with it. They dealt Josh Hader to San Diego, and then the whole team fell apart. I'm not saying that's exactly what's going to happen again, but when they trade Corbin Burns, that's exactly what's going to happen again to this Brewers team. To Ryan's point, it is a bit of a slow start. But Anthony, I think that they should trade Burns. I think they should trade uh, Willie Adamas. I think they should trade Wood uh, Woodruff, and then Peralta boom. I agree on trading Woodford. And Peralta. No, yeah, it was different. I meant Woodruff. <laughs> oh, my bad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We knew what you meant. Peter. Things Sorry, are going to be just bad. fine. They're going to be fine. So, to, to that point, though, and, and to the mic drop where I changed my voice uh, and left it there. But it is true. That's not to say that there's not underlying issues with this team. We know. We've talked about it, right? We, we've talked about the, the different things that are not perfect. By the way, uh, all of these things we talked about coming into the season, specifically the rotation and, hey, you're coming back with the same group. Is that good enough? Don't know if it's going to be like the, the only real bright spot that we've seen so far is, uh, I mean, it, do you guys consider Jack Flaherty what he's done a bright spot? No. Uh, wow. That's a trick question, to no. be honest, <laughs> because his ERA is just what? Just north of one. But his walks, uh, they outweigh his strikeouts. I don't find that to be ideal. No, I don't either. Like the the only guy right now that I look at, and he's the only guy that has a quality start, is Montgomery. So okay, well, I want to see a full season of what what uh, Montgomery looks like. But the pitching staff has not uh, lived up to not even expectations. They just haven't been good to this point. But the the team is a lot better. I think that and, and Jamie, you've been a part of a lot of teams. Sometimes you could look around the room and be huh. like, Yeah, no, this makes sense. You know, because well, you were wanted so many times, Jamie. Yeah, it's no, Brad, like, I get uh, it. I, I appreciate that. First of all. You, you get traded because people want you, hmm. right? You get signed by a team because someone wanted you, and you got to play for a lot of teams. But you can look around the room and be like, yeah, no, I, I understand why we're three and seven. I see it. Let's go get a beer. Uh, and then there are other teams where you look around and be like, what in the what in the world is happening here? We are a lot better than this. And, and really, that's where the Cardinals are, specifically offensively. That's where the Cardinals are. So Katie Wu of the Athletic, they were they were asked the writers at the Athletic were asked to to give one statistic, one positive trend for each team that could be real. And Katie, following through with the assignment, pointed out that the Cardinals thus far have hit the ball very hard. Uh, it kind of reminded me a little bit of of uh, BT your ex pip on ball on foul balls. Uh, that was only on foul balls, though, Anthony. Yeah, she actually did it with balls in play as opposed to just foul balls. You know what I mean, Jamie? Well, first of all, I, totally I, agree. Sound, yeah. I, 
I feel like I'm having a conversation with the text line. Is Anthony the six one hate now? <laughs> what do you mean? Is that who he is? <laughs> By the way, about? I just logged on a second ago. Oh, and I shouldn't said, do that, Brad. Uh, BT, you sound like a moron. I'm glad he's still with us in life. So here's the thing. <laughs> when, you, when you're looking at it, Anthony, that is actually a pretty good stat to look at, how often you hit the ball hard, is yeah. it not? Yes, it is. You ready? I wasn't. Yes. E- I wasn't even done. You. I was going to read it. Excited. I was going to read it. Anthony's excited because he has numbers in front of him. Yeah, exactly. Got uh, all kinds of numbers. All right. So. All right. Go ahead. (laughs) High exit velocity. St. Louis got off to a dramatic start, to say the least. But one aspect of their game that looks to be legit is how hard they're hitting the ball heading into Monday. And my computer just crashed. There we go. And it does do that. Yeah, it It just goes black. That's what happens when you look at awesome numbers. The 618 goes, I'll take care of this. I'll just refresh. (laughs) (laughs) There we go. Uh, Heading into Monday, St. Louis ranked second in MLB in hard hit balls, exceeding 95 miles per hour. The Dodgers are first at 119. Uh, The Cardinals, Jordan Walker with 16 hard hit balls, followed by Paul Goldschmidt at 15. Nolan Arenado at 15. On paper, the Cardinals have one of their most potent lineups in recent memory with Goldschmidt. Goldschmidt, Arnado, Tyler O'Neill, and Willis Contreras. It's early, sure, but the underlying metrics are backing up that sentiment. So, Katie Wu pointing out that at least the, they are hitting the ball fairly hard. Eh, but are eh, they hitting it with the bases loaded, Anthony? No, of course not, Jamie. Read those numbers off yesterday. Yeah. It's been pretty bad. That's a tough one. I don't think I don't think they have one extra base hit. Actually, they don't have one hit, period, with the bases loaded. They left a small army on the base pass in Milwaukee. 30 guys, wasn't I it? Mean, it's only 30 in three days. It could have been worse. It could have been better, uh, for sure, too. No, you're right. So there, there in lies the issue. BT, okay? I think you're giving yourself all these opportunities. Yes. The six one hate actually is screwing with your microphone right now because yeah. now you sound like a robot. So you're gonna refresh. Wait, is that even Brad? It's <laughs> not Brad. It's a robot. The six one hate has infiltrated things here. If we don't start talking negatively about the Cardinals, we may not have a show. If Brad wasn't in Colorado, I would say it's the Fister's fault. It might be. Yeah, but you this. Got me now. Well, You're still robot you. voice. I'll see you in a minute. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the beauties of modern technology. Uh, but yeah, since Katie Wu has pointed out again, the the Cardinals have put the ball put the ball hard into in play. That does count for something. We're just not seeing it thus far put into play when it comes know to who wins you and are losses. Today. This crap that you're spewing, is it because we have BT here? I didn't write it. Because what you what you have been saying for the last couple of days is nothing like what you're saying right now. They're in last place. It's you, been crap. There was a puddle of blood surrounding several Cardinals players that from was... the verbal the Hold verbal on. assault that you've laid on them. And then today you're like, well, they're hitting the balls pretty hard. Hey. I think that, you know, just a matter of time now. Are you done? No. I could go on and on and on that because was... of this crap. That was City SC. That wasn't the Cardinals. No, you you went after everybody, Anthony. Well, rightfully so. I, and I Who's didn't disagree with that. What I disagree the... with now is the fact that you're trying to flip it. So I read something oh, that Katie Wu, that Katie just Wu a read. Of time, guys. I agree, Anthony. I've been saying that from the beginning, but you just never would listen. Oh, stop it, Jamie. That's ridiculous. Just I, Janet, I stop couldn't agree it. more. It's not translating. We got BT back. Is he ready to go? You good, BT? Uh, it, it, 
Nope, you're good. Yeah, I'm here. No, I'm here. everything's good. Uh, we're, we're back. Sorry about that. Uh, I didn't get a chance to hear any more of the numbers that you may have had there, but I agree, Anthony, wholeheartedly <laughs> with the sentiment <laughs> Son of that a... you have. Now, when, when you do look at it, and the hard hit rate is, is something for sure, right? You're, that's your job is to consistently hit the ball hard or at least attempt to consistently hit the ball hard because we heard that the last couple of years. Like, hey, we're trying to hit line drive, trying to hit the ball hard, and then you'd go look at it like the hard hit rates and be like, ah, you're not doing it, though. You're trying, but you're not doing it. Right now, at least you can see they're doing that. They're also hitting for average. They're getting on base at a high clip. To your both your guys' point, the, the point of the game is to score runs. You're not doing a good job at that. You're not doing a good job uh, with uh, runners in scoring position. Heading into action today, they're 22nd, I think it is, uh, 20th, I'm sorry, in all of baseball, hitting 244. So, like, that is going to have to be a little bit better. You have to believe, too, that all of these exit velocities and, and hitting the ball hard will at some point translate to more extra base hits because, guys, they don't have a ton of those. I mean, it's not like they're doubles, home runs, left and right. They've got 24 extra base hits on the year. That's 22nd in baseball, and they've got 10 home runs. That's tied for 17th. Now, if you are looking for a little silver lining, and Anthony, you're always looking for those. No doubt. Like, if you're looking for a little silver lining with the home runs, you're tied with some teams at 17th. You're tied with the Astros, the Blue Jays, the Phillies, and the Mets, all teams that have a little bit more pop that are just not showing it off yet. It's it's incredibly frustrating to watch a team that's as talented as the Cardinals get off to a start like this. But as we were talking about off the top, there are times during a season where you're going to have a couple weeks where you're not playing your best baseball. And it sucks to happen right at the beginning of the year when everybody's so damn excited about it. But I really believe that's the case with this team. Jamie, your thoughts, Mr. I, negative Pants. I'm not even negative at all. The fact that I brought up things that you've said doesn't make me negative. It just makes me uh, perceptive and proves that I'm listening to you. Kind of like me reading Katie Wu's work and then you throwing it back in my face? Is that right? I don't remember that happening. But I do think that the Cardinals, look, you look at the lineup top to bottom offensively, Anthony, as much as you're disgusted with my behavior mm -hmm. right now, this team should be more productive offensively overall. They should be, never mind all the the underlying numbers, just the fact of scoring runs in general. Mm -hmm. They should be more productive, and they will be. I'm confident in that. Okay. Starts your tonight. Problem. It starts tonight. What is your problem? My, my problem is that the Cardinals are in dead last in a bad division. That's my problem. you were putting lipstick on a pig, and now you're all, you're, now you're all pissy. No, see, Jamie, this is me talking and not setting up Whatever. what we were going to talk about. Brad, it's unbelievable. Jamie. Brad, it's unbelievable. I mean, the, the flip-flopping. I'm mad at you, Brad, that's, is what I'm mad that, at. That's the thing. You left me it here just with have, this. Anthony, just have a stance and stick with it. It's just it's back and forth. It's unbelievable. This Cardinal starting pitching sucks. We'll talk about it next on 101 ESPN. <laughs> There's a stance. The smartest way to do your homework is Heckman Lumber. Warm weather means homework for homeowners. If your homework means a new deck, turn to the deck experts at Hackman Lumber. Browse the largest inventory of decking materials and deck accessories in Missouri at Hackman Lumber Company. Talk with their experts about treated lumber, cedar, timber tech, trex, evergreen, and azek to find the best deck for you. Check out endless choices of railings, balusters, and LED deck lighting options. Hackman Lumber Company will not be undersold on in-stock decking materials guaranteed. You can choose to do it yourself with Hackman's expert advice, or they can recommend reputable contractors to do the work for you. Hackman Lumber says...
St. Peter's is your go-to place for a huge selection of quality bedding plants, perennials, and hanging baskets. They also carry topsoil and potting mix for your gardening needs. Come visit all Hackman Lumber Showrooms in St. Charles Pacific and Troy, Missouri or online at HackmanSTL.com. Back to the Fast Lane Podcast, presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Yeah, made some uh, pretty good pitches, filled up the zone with all four, threw some cutters in there. They took some good swings on pitches out of the zone. We got some knocks on it. So, again, not a whole lot of damage, but seven singles. And, yeah, left a couple pitches up, curveball up, and then the cutter into Montero. But other than that, he made some pretty good pitches. Cardinal skipper Mike Schilt. I'm sorry, Ollie Marmol on that one there. Jamie. It's a fast lane here on 101 ESPN. Jamie Rivers, Anthony Stalter, our guy BT joining us from Colorado. (laughs) He did this yesterday, BT. It's a slip, BT. It's a slip. You know what, Jamie? Uh, Steven's out there battling his tail off, and you do something like that. I didn't say anything. I just said, I don't just quoted it. what was being I said. I don't need it. I... Yeah, but you quoted the wrong manager, and you did it on purpose. VT, I'm sorry that you feel that way. There it is. I know. Yeah. All right, BT. Uh, the good news is that the, uh, the starting pitchers, their ERA is now – only five nine six. It's down from like nine, which is what it was about a week ago. Now, granted, Jordan Montgomery's start was <laughs> was most of that. PT <laughs> gives us a gesture from his hotel in Colorado. You're number one. You're number one. <laughs> but nonetheless, the ERA is going in the right direction. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, I know. What you mean. BT's um, face is purple right now. <laughs> I, the thing is, there's no defending it. They've sucked. <laughs> like the rotation has it's been it's been really bad. Like there's no like if you squint really hard, like the numbers no, are terrible. the numbers, right? Yeah. It's been brutal and they know it's been brutal and it it, it goes back to what we were talking about Your earlier. Second best guy has won thirteen guys. <laughs> He might be a mascot. He is I don't a know. mascot. I don't know. I don't know. Boy, you, you talk about effectively wild. Jack's got that figured out. Yeah, he does. It's like boom, boom, boom. Over Throwing here at the mascot. Yeah. Son of a biscuit. I didn't think that was coming. What do I got? 0-2? Uh, yeah. I'll handle this. Yeah, it's not great. It's not great. It, it it still comes down to – we talked about this before the season started. It remains true now. I don't believe that this rotation can win you a championship. I don't. Like, I, I really think that you need a dude at the front end of it. Now, that is the front office job to either find that guy or they build one within the organization. Somebody emerges as that guy. First two turns around, doesn't look like somebody's going to come out there and all of a sudden be Sandy Alcantara. But Sandy gave up nine yesterday. He got destroyed that? Yeah, yesterday. good thing we don't have I know. him. Yeah, don't want him. Right, exactly. That's what I'm saying. Now, Zach Gallon, on the other hand, dealt. But yeah, it doesn't matter, awesome. right? Like, when you're – 
<laughs> when you're when you're digging into it, these guys have to end up making adjustments, and everybody's adjustments are a little bit different. One that uh, Miles Michaelis today, Miles is going to have to make an adjustment. First of all, he's not getting enough outs on the ground. It was better last time. First to outing, he did not get one ground ground ball out, which is astounding. Weird with the stuff that he ends up. Yeah, it's really weird. Uh, but one thing that he really needs to focus on a lot like Steven Matz. So I don't think I, I threw out this number when it comes to Matz. So now would be a good time with it. Um, Matz is really struggling with putting hitters away. Okay. With two strikes, uh, the opponents are hitting 357 against Steven Matz. The average, just like just for a reference point, the average in baseball with two strikes is 165. And they're hitting 357 against Mats. That's the second worst in all of baseball among starters. You know who's first? Miles Michaelis. Miles Michaelis. They're hitting 360 guess, against Miles yeah. Michaelis with two starts. Yeah, that was really good. Nice. That was really good, Anthony. I've Not really him. good for Miles Michaelis at this point. But he's struggling at putting hitters away also. You're looking at some of the pitches early in the count. They're good. And these guys are just not finishing guys off. And I don't know um, if we're starting to see already like any pitch clock stuff like speeds up on them. I don't think that would be the case early on in the season. Uh, but these changes have to happen. Your rotation is your rotation for right now. Now, I, I would be inclined soon if he has another good one and somebody else struggles in this rotation, I give Libby a nod pretty soon. Matthew Libertor is throwing the hell out of the ball at AAA. He's got two starts. He hasn't given up a run. I think he's punched out 14. Like, he's looking very good. Uh, so maybe and, – and Woodford would be the one that you look at that is an interchangeable piece right now as he kind of took on, on for Wayno. By the way, I don't think Wayno can get back faster because – I don't know if you're missing uh, some more of like the Wayno leadership or just having him around, but boy, I'd like to have him back shortly. I believe he's set to throw a bullpen today, threw one on Saturday. If the bullpen goes well today, uh, the next step is either throwing a sim game or starting a rehab for him. But this rotation is going to need some reinforcements. I would say so. And as we know, Wayno's just had a couple of mishaps there with Bacon. And sausage. Oh, sausage? Yeah. Well, that's his first problem. His sausage, they, he burned himself, and they got the, the liner off the knee cap uh, last year. And well, his glute wasn't firing glute, either at the beginning of spring. No. That glute wasn't be firing. That's not firing. And deep squats are Danny's a problem. Danny's squatting, of course, because he cares about his health mm-hmm. and ripped up his groin a little bit. I mean, guys had a lot of bad luck. Vocal cords are Look, good, see though. What you're yeah. doing, too. And I don't love it. I don't love what you're doing. Well, you're coming up with well, the injuries, and you're making them sound like they're not injuries. And the Anthony, well, they are. They, Anthony, are. they totally are, are, Brad. He burned you his hand up on the sausage skillet. in the skillet. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's a very tongs, he's by a the way, pitcher. Tongs. Who grab? Who grabs like saw? Like, oh, let me see. Is this hot? Yep. So, no. it's yeah. Tongs. Just boom. How do you grab the sausage, Brad? Honestly, like I, I would be inclined to use my hands because I'm so excited right. about breakfast. But no, I, I would use. A fork or tongs or, I don't know, something. Yeah. Tongs are fantastic. I mean, they're, out, good idea. they're great. Use them all the time for the air fryer. You know? Yeah. Keeps everything yeah. safe. It does. Uh-huh. It really does. Keeps you, it keeps you at a distance. Which is always yeah. nice. And if you, don't have, if you don't have an air fryer by now, uh, look, you're missing out. And I know I'm, I'm switching gears here a little bit, and I'd love to talk more about the Cardinals starting pitching, but the air fryers, guys, <laughs> yeah. they are 
that's where it's at. It's incredible. It really is. You know what? Yeah. We're gonna we're gonna uh, we're gonna go positive here, okay? Because one, yeah, one cardinal, and I mean one, has been great for this team. I got three of them that have been great. I've oh. got two, two and a half that have been great. I'll take the over. Two and a half. Yeah, two and a half. There you go. That's that's next on 101 ESPN. We're right back to the Fast Lane Podcast, presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Got to be thinking up the middle. And he did just that. Got the lottery numbers, by the way. Walker has the fifth Cardinal hit and a 10-game hit streak to start his big league career. You're right, Brad, for a change. <laughs> what? 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 <laughs> Congratulations, Brad. Yeah, good job. Did you say that Jordan Walker was going to have a 10-game hit streak to start his career? Yeah, you guys remember me talking about that right in the beginning. Yeah, sure. Talking about surpassing Ted Williams and then, you know, honest Eddie Murphy. From uh, 1912, <laughs> we talked about all these things. Eddie Murphy's a lot older than I thought he was. Different Ed- Eddie Murphy. Oh yeah, that would probably make sense. Yeah. yeah. Do you guys laugh at some of the like the names that you know? Like if you're reading articles and like he he passed uh, Sugar Bear McGee from 1910. Like just the names are great. I kind of like that. Yes. I do, too. We need to bring it back, guys, I think. And, uh, look, I guess I'm talking about these guys on a nightly basis. I might just have to start making up some random stuff and just throwing it out there to see if it's You should. Just give them nicknames, Brad. They love that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it worked out well for you. <laughs> yeah. Who's laughing now? <laughs> you missed it. I Jamie. <laughs> Jamie gave uh, – Miles Michaelis, a nickname a year ago, and Miles Michaelis told Brad that he hated it. <laughs> Literally hated it. Mm-hmm. Well, well, in fairness, he told all of us on air that he hated it too. And he I was, was like, polite. Guys, I'll do a little recon. Maybe, yeah, maybe he uh, maybe likes it more now that he sat on it for a bit, and he didn't. He didn't. No. Love yeah, he, <laughs> he just didn't like it at all. To Jamie's point. No, but um, Jamie's point. Look at the look at that ERA now. <laughs> exactly. So Jordan Walker, again, he extended his career opening hitting streak to 10 games during the Cardinals 7-4 loss last night. Had a two-out single up the middle in the seventh to move past Hall of Famer Ted Williams in the second place among streaks to start a career for players under 21 years old. As BT mentioned, Eddie Murphy, no, Jamie, not that. Eddie Murphy holds the high watermark of a 12-game streak in 1912. Williams, Murphy, Walker are the only NLAL players to reach nine games or more since 1900 according to MLB.com. I was listening to MLB radio today, and I believe it was uh, Xavier Scruggs who said that Jordan Walker, from basically like it, like, a, like the lower half aspect of his swing, reminds him of Shohei Otani. Whoa! And the way, the way that he, again, just the way that his hips fire, his lower half is, reminds him of Shohei Otani. And I thought that was a pretty I'll good comp. It. Yeah, I'll take it. Uh, I'll take that, too. And uh, I was talking with somebody the other day that uh, knows Jordan and knows his swing very well. 
And uh, he brought out a comp that was one that maybe we've utilized on this show before. He gave it Aaron Judge as the comp of mm. how the swing and how that lower half and how the bat path kind of comes through with Jordan Walker. So, I mean, if you combine those two players and <laughs> you, you turn it into a, a rookie who's making the minimum, uh, boy, you got something special <laughs> in Jordan Walker. Now, it, it's it's been really fun to watch, but that's an interesting comp, Anthony. I never would have thought of that. With I, I wouldn't. I certainly wouldn't either. Uh, and, and Xavier Scruggs, again, he just kind of details how Shohei Otani uh, kind of gets to the hip, you know, it moves through the, the, the swing path, how he gets there with his lower half. I didn't. I didn't recognize that myself, but I don't have the eye, Jamie, that a former MLB player does. So no, that that true. makes a lot of sense. Would you, BT? Because we get this question a lot now over the last, I would say, twenty four to forty eight hours. Do you think that Ollie moves Jordan Walker up in the lineup? Does it matter? Do you think he eventually gets to the the two hole? What do you think? You know uh, who gets asked that question more than you guys? Jordan Walker. Ollie. Ollie. No, Ollie every day uh usually by us the assembled media it's like what about today if you did this and like no, uh, yes, the, yesterday big, you know like and uh you know chip has been been kicking around the idea and i kind of dig it uh and internally i just bs in after games like what about leading off jordan walker he's like you know kind of like a, a ronald acuna type right off the top i say well tickle me pink yes i'm in i would do something like that uh but the the thing is right now when you have a, a young player and this is what ollie and his staff are trying to weigh is like you move him up let's say you move him up and then he struggles right and then you say ah oh, hey don't worry about that that's nothing just go right back down to seventh or eighth. Like he's in such a good place right now that I don't think that they want to tinker with that very much right now. Like, can that change throughout the season? Absolutely. And I believe that it will, uh, but I don't think it's going to be anytime soon. Like, I don't think that you're going to see the lineup today against Kyle Freeland and be like, Oh, look who's hitting second. It's Jordan Walker. Unless uh, Ollie just said, boy, I'm sick of all this too. And he, he decided <laughs> to just make a huge huge change but like he's really focused on on jordan like the the person and want to make sure he keeps him in a good place well that's kind of where i was yesterday we had the this very discussion here uh internally and i just said why would you mess with something that isn't broken right now he's a young kid he's 20 years old i know he looks the part i know he's got the maturity it all these things that make him a very unique special player but he's still a human being. He's still a young kid inside there. Why mess with it? Let him stay at the seven or eight spot. Let him continue to have success. Don't put the weight of the world on him yet by moving him up, whether it's batting in the two hole or lead off. Just let him do what he's doing. Let him be an accent piece instead of the, the lead role in this. That's just my thoughts on it in general. Well, especially now, Jamie, I, I would agree with that even more while the team is struggling. It's like, okay, hey, it, it goes back to what we talk about. If you can, in a perfect world, call somebody up when things are going well instead of, oh, good, the Savior's here. Here we go. <laughs> Come on, young man, carry our offense. It kind of feels the same way right now as this team is struggling to score runs and get it going. You'd like to be in a better place to do some moving around. Maybe that doesn't make sense, but uh, I, I just kind of feel like, like that might be the case. You know who somebody – that I might think moving up in the order a little bit, not all the time. First of all, Burleson is look, he looks fantastic right now. And he almost needed oxygen getting all the way to third base on the triple. He, that made he it. had, uh, but 
he's driving the baseball, man. He's in extra base hits, right? The team doesn't have a lot of them. He's got a bunch of them. Guy's not hitting a bunch of singles, hitting doubles for the most part. A couple of homers, triple, right? He's doing a really good job. Uh, But a guy that I wouldn't be hesitating to move too much is Gorman. Gorman's taking some of the best at-bats on this entire team. Uh, I know it's like it gets forgotten due to the fact that the Cardinals lost. They they lose again. They lose six out of seven. How about his RBI double late smoked. yesterday to to and smoke the other way, right? Yeah, he's he going had two with the pitch against the Brewers. Exactly. Like that's the big key for him. We saw a lot of times. First of all, him chasing a lot. By the way, right now he's got one of the lowest chase rates in the game of baseball. That's nuts. From the guy that we saw last year. To this, like last year, you could throw anything up there. He might swing at it. It wouldn't even have. It doesn't have to be shaped like a baseball. He might just be like, oh, I could hit that. There's like, the rosin bag. This year, <laughs> yeah, sure. Like, let's see if I can hit this 500 feet. And he probably can. He's got raw power. <laughs> but the fact that he has changed so much, like he's way more selective. And Jamie, to, to your point, does have that ability and the willingness to go the other way and do so with authority. I might move him around a little bit more in this lineup as well. Hey, BT, what would be, before we let you go, what would be your regular outfield right now? Right now? With everybody well, sorry, I'm sorry. Yeah, when when frame Newpar, that thing properly. Anthony. When Newpar is healthy, because we had this debate yesterday, and we all went with a different outfielder. Like, who would be your fourth, okay. fourth outfielder, I think, is, is where the discussion comes in. Oh, okay. Well, let me let me just start. I, I know. I don't know. Here's what I would do in center and right field, okay? We'll start there. Newt Bar in center, Walker in right. Okay. That's where I'm going to start things out. Now, left field, I'm inclined to say who is hitting right now. And right now, Burleson is hitting. So uh, I'm putting him out there currently. And my fourth outfielder at this point is hard is really hard <laughs> you know you're gonna, that's the difficult you're thing. gonna avoid this boy we're running out of time aren't we boys okay. it is a tough question though and we, we no you know what? i'll sit around all over the place yesterday yeah i'm gonna answer it it's uh it's gonna be dylan carlson for me as my as my fourth switch hitter still believed to be a a uh, a very sound defender can play center for you if it didn't work out for Newt. O'Neal could play center too, but if I got to pick one right now, and by the way, uh Burleson if he's not hitting, he holds no value for you in the outfield. Right. So he's an interchangeable piece if he's not swinging. So let's say he's not swinging the bat, then is it DC for you? In left field? Yeah. Uh no, actually, it might be Tyler. What the hell? That yeah, was a real big. DC, that was a real big twist. Yeah, well, it was. I know. You just end night Shamalavadist on that I mean, one. He felt bad. Playing, he, he likes Canadians. I do, and I'm sorry uh, for him and Han <laughs> on this one. Uh, but Tyler, Tyler is your best defensive left fielder. You know, like he's. I mean, he's won two Gold Gloves over there. Uh, but he's got to be hitting too. You know that. That's where there is still going to have to be a little bit of healthy competition here because. It's hard to just say, well, this is my outfield, boom, boom, boom. If these guys aren't hitting, I need somebody else. Uh, like, I, I'd rather have offense right now than I would my best defensive outfield. All right. BT, bring us home a winner. Dude, tonight's the night, okay? Uh, I know that Freeland hasn't given up a run yet. The Cardinals just beat the heck out of lefties. They did it last year. They're already doing it this year. That's going to continue. And when you look at some of the uh, underlying metrics, uh, the FIP, He's the back. FIP of Michaelis is really low. He's actually in the top 30 pitchers in baseball. So, hey, good things are going to happen today. Yeah, they are.
That's Brad, BT. That's Brad Thompson. You're going to see him tonight. Valley Sports Midwest as the Cardinals take on the Rockies for game two of their series. BT, we'll talk to you again soon. All right. Sounds good, fellas. I'll talk to you later on this week. Later, brother, man. Jamie Rivers, Anthony Stalter. We got you until 6 o'clock. What have we learned down the stretch for the Blues? It's next on 108. We're right back to the Fast Lane Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Time to play a lineup game for the Cardinals here on 101 ESPN with Jamie Rivers. I'm Anthony Stalzer. Cardinals taking on the Rockies tonight. Kyle Freeland, the lefty, will take LHP. them out. Yeah, you know me. Yeah. All right, Jamie. Yeah. Let's do this. Okay, so this is where the leadoff gets a little tricky because I, I don't think you're going to see Brendan Donovan here. Traditionally, and I say traditionally, meaning in the last year or half a year, Ali Marmel has swapped Tommy Edmond for Brendan Donovan in this spot. Does he do it again today? Uh, Tommy Edmond's Dylan not, Carlson. Tommy Edmond's not hitting. So is it DC then? Lead off? Uh, not if Dylan Carlson's not in the lineup. He got hurt. Okay. They they removed him last night because of the neck strain. So okay, let's let's just start there. So, do you think Dylan Carlson's the, is is in the lineup? No, probably probably not. Okay, so then he won't be. Obviously, he's not going to be hit. So then, who who hits leadoff then, Anthony? With Tommy Edmond struggling, I think he still he still goes back to Brendan Donovan. All right, fine. Well, no, Jamie, this is this is not. No, I don't agree, but we have to pick somebody. Who do you who do you think? I don't know, to be honest. That's the problem is I don't really have a good answer. My answer is Tommy Edmond, and maybe it sparks something. Okay. But that's... I don't want to be on the same page. I want to be aligned with our thinking, okay? Because if we're on the same page, Jamie, all we're doing is, you know, making it look good for the people. I want to be aligned, Jamie. I want to be aligned in our thinking. If you're aligned, aren't you on the same page? No. Much different. I'm so confused. Just... Pick a player. Okay. Go. Brennan Donovan. You got to say Show it, right? us Brennan Donovan. You, you hit the nail on the head. There you go, Anthony. That's what I'm talking about. That's why Get it's up, your buddy. show. Come on, man. That's why it's your show. No, don't do that. Don't I'm do happy. that. I'm pumped up. Why are you throwing crap? Because I'm excited right now. Okay, so am Obviously. I. But it's a little composure. Please, act like you've been there before. Hey, guess what, Jamie? We're in last place right now. No, we aren't. Yeah, no, we are. No, we've been really good with the lineup game. The lineup hasn't been very good. <laughs> okay. Sorry. I got excited, man. No, it's it's fine. I appreciate it. I just didn't know because you throw a lot of things around here, and I was like, what the hell's wrong with him? Okay. Uh, Burleson, even though it's a lefty? I don't know what other choice you have. Tyler O'Neill. I think if, if, if Alec Burleson... Uh, wasn't already uh, if he didn't belong to somebody you know he doesn't have a mother and father I think Ollie would adopt Alec Burleson at this point so I think that's Alec Burleson it's a little extreme yeah. going lefty lefty off the hop with a lefty pitcher alright show us Burley Burleson you are so wrong See, I knew it doesn't make any freaking sense at all why'd you go with it well, because I, you, you, you came out of the gates hot with Donovan 
he did a great job there. And I figure, okay, whatever. I thought the lefty lefty versus lefty was dumb. But you know, what do you what do you do? Who do we go to now? <laughs> the two holes. Sorry. Do you remember when Jamie came in? This is, uh, Marsh. Do you yeah. remember when Jamie about an hour ago? Actually an hour and a half ago, because it was before the show. Uh, we're sitting there in the office and he goes. He goes, Anthony, I don't really like your attitude today. Yeah, I, I remember that. Which has kind of become a daily thing for oh, him. It's your energy. Mm-hmm. I said, your energy sucks today. And then he goes, you know what, Marsh? Yeah. Your energy sucks today, too. I didn't hear him say that. Is that what he was That's under his breath? Correct. Oh, that That's what he said. I even said. It wasn't under my say? breath. And he said, don't worry about it. Yeah. No, I didn't say that at all. You guys, one, this is fiction. I, I said it loud, and you said, what would you say? And I go, you know what I said. I actually didn't. But now it's 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 That's good. What you, said. you know what? To quote a certain player on this team, it's good to know. Mm-hmm. It is. It's good. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. good to know. And so. like the Fister Hotel right now, the vibes are off. That's right. Exactly. So oh. let's get back. Let's get back on the on, right. the, so on the tracks. I said I said Burleson. Yeah. You thought that was dumb. You went with it anyways. I did. You're right. What is your I'm thought? Guilty. What is your thought on number two? Well, <laughs> Anthony, I'm glad you asked. Um, I think it's Tommy Edmund. Let's roll. Show me Tommy Edmund. Because you and I are aligned. We're not at all. Show us Tommy Edmund. Show us Tommy Edmund. But right now, I'm going to need you, Tommy boy, <laughs> to get this place going. Yes. There we go. Vindicated. Both of us. <laughs> Feels like it. All right. Go ahead. Oh, this right here is our guy, Goldie. I love Go! <laughs> Anthony, you do the honors now. Show us! Nolan Arenado! Can I say one more thing? Yeah. Albert Pujols, I love you, man. All right. Contreras. Yes, yes, yes. It's uh, definitely our guy, Contreras. Show us Wilson Contreras. Wilson! 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 <laughs> All right, this is where I feel like things start to get a little. I think murky. it's Juan Yepes in the DH. Hitting I think Yepes comes in there. Okay, go for it. Let's go for it. Let's go for it. Show me Yippee. Okay, well that felt awful. <laughs> um, it's not going to be. Is it Gorman? Does he finally let him just bat against a left-handed pitcher? No, that's illegal. It's, it's unheard of. It's illegal. It's illegal in several states. Yeah, including mostly Colorado. Colorado. Yeah. So no, uh, I would say O'Neill or. Oh, it's Tyler O'Neill, son of a batch of biscuits. That's it. Go ahead, Anthony. Show us Canadian bacon. Yeah. Oh, I forgot about that. That's on us. Yes, I Canada. Okay. Yeah, that's. Now I di- I think this is Jordan Walker here. Jordan Walker seven. Yeah. Let's do it. I think it's Jordan Walker at seven. Show, Show us. Jordan Walker. Walk it like I talk it, talk it. Walk it like I talk it. Hey. Walk it like I talk it. Walk it, walk it like I talk it. Yeah. All right, baby. Okay, so what else do we need here? Uh, we, we need got, a DH, right? We got Yippee is our DH. Yippee is okay. our DH. Right, so, I like it. Show us Yippee. Yippee! Yes! All right, Anthony. So what hell else? is this yeah, now? What are, we, <laughs> what are we missing? <laughs> Normally, it's Tommy Edmund. Okay, so 
But, but you know, uh, oh, Ollie's DH. been shuffling the deck here, though. Like, Walker he might have Arenado as the DH today. So maybe Gorman at nine playing third base. He's not going to have, first of all, he's not going to have Gorman against a lefty. He's not, not going to bat him ninth. Okay, so you hate my idea. Just say it without being such a... No, no, no. I, I'm frustrated because, like you, I want to see Nolan Gorman be a regular. But all he threw us the curveball yesterday when he had Goldie DHing. Usually when he does that, the very You're next right. game, he DHs Arenado. Okay, so in that... so in that Donovan playing third? Taylor Motter. It's probably Taylor Motter. Taylor Motter. Freaking modern. Show us. Uh, hold on. Sorry. Are you good with that? Because I, I, I think I think that this is another stupid lineup, and it winds up being modern. Show us cousin it. Yeah. Okay. There it is. All right. Good. What did you just say? Cousin another it. stupid lineup. Oh. Or which? Who are you talking to? <laughs> talking to you. Remember the Adams family? That hairy little animal they called cousin it. <laughs> That's what you're calling Taylor Modern. Well, look at the hair on the guy and the beard. I mean, you barely see his eyeballs. <laughs> what the hell? I wasn't. It's not a bad thing. If you got hair like that, you got a beard like that, people are going to think, you know, a Yeti or a Cousin It or something. He looks like Charlie Blackman. He does. <laughs> Wish he played like him. All right, you want to hear this crazy, Ouch. stupid lineup? Is yeah. You called it, Anthony, well, or something I mean, like that? I just don't understand why Nolan Gorman can't face lefties, but that's all right. I don't, you know, hey, what are you going to do? What? <laughs> What are you going to do? You're not going to play him. That's what you're going to do. Bench his ass. All right. Leading off. <laughs> yeah, you do. It's only your best hitter. <laughs> just, just bench him. Leading off, uh, <laughs> playing left field, Brendan Donovan. Batting See? second, the shortstop, Tommy Edmond. Batting third, first baseman, Paul Goldschmidt. The cleanup hitter, third baseman, Nolan Arenado. Oh, wow. Batting fifth, mm. catching Wilson Contreras. Batting sixth in center field, Tyler O'Neill. Batting seventh in right field, Jordan Walker. Batting eighth, the DH, Juan Yepes. And batting ninth, playing second base, cousin it. Let's call him. Although his splits are pretty good either way. It was a great call. Great flex. Believe what I just saw. Home run. All right. So we still only have one home run on the year, correct? Nobody hit a home run last night. Nope. Who's uh, got the home run? You do, don't you? I do, but I I lost <laughs> my my beat the streak last night. Jamie, you continued yours though. You're up to four now. Four in a row. Four in a row. Mm-hmm. I'm at three. Marsh has rebounded. Yeah. He's mm-hmm. got three in a row. Yeah, I haven't picked one Cardinal player yet that's gotten me a hit. So well, don't know how I'm going to keep, that, I'm gonna keep but... that going. Hmm. Wow. So uh, the listener, we get a neat, we need a new listener for beat the streak. Yep. And I am to zero now. I thought that Wilson Contreras bullet up the middle. Mm-hmm. You know, if Herman Marquez could just get out of the way. Might have been okay there. All right. Jamie, why don't you yeah. have the honors today? Okay, this one's easy for me. Uh, I'm going with walk it like a tuck it. Walk it like a tuck it. Jordan Walker, baby. I think this kid's going to absolutely get a hold of one. That lefty's going to try some junk inside. He's going to turn the hips on that sucker, and it's going airborne, baby. I like it. Marsh, go ahead. I'm going to go with Juan Yepes. I think he'll hit a home run tonight, and then uh, we'll see him on Friday. He won't be back in the lineup. I almost went with Yippie, too. Yeah. I like I like your call. I think he'll get in there and do some damage at that ballpark. And I think that Nolan Arnauto will go deep oh. tonight. You okay, Jamie? No. no. Anything you want to talk about? No, not really. Okay. 
All right, there you go. That's your home Nothing run derby. We talked about before for tonight. It's Fastlane on 101 ESPN. What have we learned about the Blues down the stretch? Yeah. We we're uh, we we're interrupted by the lineup game. Yeah. So we'll get to, we'll get to that next. Things um, aren't so bad. 101 ESPN. We're right back to the Fastlane podcast, presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. We'll have your chance in a little while to get your hands on some blues tickets. Last home game, Jamie. Oh, I got a good question too today. Do you? Yeah, I do. It's a good tease. I uh, late awake late last night thinking about this. No, I didn't. I don't think that was what you were doing. It's a good point. It's fast lane on 101 ESPN. 12 things we learned about the Blues down the stretch. Leadership, offensive uptick, more. This is from our guy Jeremy Rutherford at The Athletic. Uh, number one, Barubi's message still resonates with the team. Number two, Braden Shen, Justin Falk are leaders. Number three, Jordan Cairo needs tough love. Number four, Pavel Bucinavich at center remains questionable. I think, Jamie, you were kind of one of the people that was like, oh, you know what? I don't know if he's a center. Uh, five, the offensive uptick may be real. Or not. Number six, Sammy Blay, just what the Blues needed. Another guy that you've been hot on, Jamie. Uh, number seven, Jake Neighbors, part of the future core. Number eight, fourth line, making a name for itself. Number nine, lots of decisions on defense. And number 10, um, Bennington's durability. And what was there, 11, 12? There, I think there are 12. Hofer. The Hofer hype has support. Uh-huh. And number 12, special teams still stink. Woof. Yeah, that one's tough. I don't think there's any, any one of these that – Jr. laid out Jamie that that are that are questionable. No, I think Jr. did a great job. He I, always does. I think so too. Which one of these did you really kind of hone in on? Well, this is again down the stretch, not not all season. Yeah. So if I'm going to isolate a couple of these things, you know the the leadership role of Justin Falk and Braden Shen, I think that goes undervalued sometimes. I really do because. This is a team that has gone through some stuff here this year. Expectations were high um, as an organization, as a fan base. I think a lot of people truly believe that if Jordan Bennington wasn't injured last year against the Avalanche, maybe that goes to seven games. Maybe there's an upset. You never know. Then to start with three wins in a row, like, okay, hot damn, let's go, let's party. Then you lost, what, seven in a row? Woof. And then you lost it. You had another streak of like eight in a row. So what gets tested then is your locker room. And to our knowledge, yeah, there's some bumps in the road. There's some stuff that happens. But to our knowledge, that locker room stayed pretty pretty tight. You have to credit the leadership at that point for keeping it that way. You know, Ryan O'Reilly did a fantastic job before he was traded. But then once he was traded, Vladdy was traded. Barbie was traded. You've left a team now, not in shambles as far as like players and whatnot. It's just like this is a whole new beginning. Who's there to keep the pieces together? Because the youth on the team sometimes can get angry, frustrated, and pull in their own direction. So for me, the guys that were left, uh, you've got your Letty, Krug, Sod, you've got Pareko, you've got some good leaders. 
But for me, the three guys that have really stepped to the forefront of this group have been in order. In third place, Jordan Bennington. He's become a leader, man. Guys respect him in that locker room. Whether you like his antics or not at times, you have to understand that if Jordan Bennington was an out player, you'd be applauding his emotions, his his willingness to engage, stick up for teammates, and getting frustrated for all that stuff. I understand he's not an out player. He's a goalie. He's got to rein it in a little bit. But nonetheless, he's become a very good leader for the St. Louis Blues. Second place, Justin Falk. This guy's really stepped up. Think about the conditions that he came into this team under. Underlying little side note of this is Petro's replacement. While Petro's still here, the captain of the team, the first captain in franchise history to lift the Stanley Cup. And you're coming in under those conditions. Expectations were high. He wasn't great to start off. It became very good, very valuable down the stretch. He, in my opinion, was probably your best defenseman in that playoff run in the bubble. And he's from then, he's emerged into, I would think he's, for me, in my opinion, he's your number one defenseman right now. So, you know, credit to him, but he's also taken on a bigger leadership role too, trying to keep this team together, keep the band going. And at the top of the list for me, it's Braden Shen. I mean, this guy just goes out there night after night after night and just plays hard. Does he always make the right play? Well, no. Very few people in the history of the game, for that matter, have always made the right plays. And Braden Shen, he steps up physically. He steps up on the power play. I believe it's a career high this year of 44 assists for Braden Shen. Quietly, Braden Shen has 65 points in 80 games. It's pretty impressive. It really is. Like, I understand it's not 100 points. It's not a point a game. But this is a guy that is... You know, a battler. He's your physical presence. He's your sandpaper. He's taking young guys under his wing. Jake Neighbors you know, lived with Braden Shen, and you can tell. Jake Neighbors was a leader to begin with coming out of junior hockey, but now he's had an amazing tutor in Braden Shen, and look at the way that kid brings it to the table every single game. A lot of that is himself, but that extra little bit is believing that he can be like Braden Shen because – he likes the way he plays. He respects his leadership. And Craig Berube and their staff, I think, appreciate the fact that they do have so many leaders on their team. But when push comes to shove, Braden Shen's the guy. Yeah, and very likely to have that same role, if not a bigger role, next year. And you're going to need him. You're going to need that. All three guys that you mentioned, you're going to need that leadership to carry over. And I think those three guys that you picked are also guys that can't stand to lose. I don't think Braden Shen, I, no no professional wants to lose. But I think Braden Shen really hates it. I think Jordan Bennington really hates it. And I think when you go into the offseason knowing that you're not going to have a lot of cap space to make a bunch of moves. When it comes to free agency, free agency tends to be, you know, in a lot of fans' eyes, the way that you improve your team. And that there's a lot of, there's a lot of truth to that. It's also kind of a mistake fixer hey we're gonna throw a bunch of money at the problem you don't have that option this year yeah you don't have a lot of cap space so you're gonna need that leadership to shine through if there's gonna be real improvement for next year it's gonna be a large largely the same team and the last one i wanted to visit real quick here uh or the second one is the buchnevich at center the fact that remains questionable yeah it probably does remain questionable if you can go find yourself a second line center out there or another centerman that you trust, 
or if for some reason Ryan O'Reilly comes back into the mix and, and there's a match made in heaven there for Army and O'Reilly to talk again and whatnot, or a player like that, then I think Booch is, is probably going to find his way back to the wing. But I got to give a lot of credit to Pavel Buchnevich. I watched him play center very closely. And he is one of the biggest disruptor of plays defensively against the other team. He finds himself in the right spot. He's got a good stick. He comes back into the zone. He picks up the right guys. He picks up the loose change when the defensemen are able to pinch on a play. He's done a magnificent job of turning himself from a up-and-down winger, because that's really traditionally what the wingers are, to a centerman who plays that full 200-foot game. He's done very, very good defensively, and he's still managed to keep, continue offensively, too, as he powers through 67 points in 61 games so far. So it hasn't really affected him that way either. For me, he's your best all-around forward, power play, penalty kill, regular shift, and now he's turned himself. He's evolved into a, a guy that could play center if you need him. That's Jamie Rivers. I'm Anthony Stolter. What's trending is next to the fast lane. We're right back to the Fast Lane Podcast, presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. What's trending in the world of sports? The Fast Lane has you covered. What's trending now? Brought to you by Goodwill. Donate to Goodwill and get a half price Cardinals ticket voucher. Welcome back to the Fast Lane here on 101 ESPN. Anthony Stalter, Jamie Rivers, I'm Andrew Marsh, and it's time for What's Trending. Guys, I got I to say this right off the bat. That was one of my worst Saligas in quite some time. So let me ask you this. One, yeah. uh, Anthony and I, um, we were talking, so we weren't paying attention. Yeah, it's probably a good thing. Yeah. so <laughs> It was bad. So we missed it, but what, what happened? What was different this time? I just, I, I rushed it. I rushed it. It was bad. So how did it go? How did you do it? I don't. Yeah. How did you do it? Did you go like was face it your the tagline? Like you got to help. I us didn't out do my here. my normal deep voice type thing. It was more like a so he got hit in cooling. Like it was just it was bad. It was bad. Okay, it was well, bears. The, the only wow. way to, the only way to undo this is to do it again. There yeah. you go. So um, go for it, kid. Saliga. He didn't cooling. There, there we go. go. Perfect. Okay. All right. Perfect. Yeah. That first one was like, like five and two thirds bad. Not, you know, listen. Oh, wow. What? Five and two-thirds bad. I see what you did there. Oh, wow. What? No, it's you great. the average of the Cardinals really starting good. pitchers. Right well, now. no, it was just last night. Yeah. And pretty much the average. Yeah. Hey, that's, five yeah, pretty much. The five and dive. The five and dive group. Absolutely. I'm, I'm with the 6-1-8. Oh, uh, no. The Cardinals need five studs. Five stud pitchers. <laughs> well, don't they? They can't even find one. <laughs> <laughs> At some point, they will find one. And then they're going to need four more. Go ahead, Marsh. All right, speaking of the Cardinals, uh, their former head coach, Cliff Kingsbury, the Arizona Cardinals. Cliff Kingsbury is off to USC. He is now the senior offensive analyst. Is that even a real job, or do you think they made that position up? Well, they it's call a real that the job. coach and waiting. Yeah, it's a real <laughs> job. It's just. Basically, though, it's hey, let's just get you on staff, and then we'll see we'll see where you go from there. Or yeah, we'll get you on staff, and you can do whatever the hell you want I, within yeah. this team, except be the head coach. And then eventually, I'm, I'm sure he'll be working with the quarterbacks. I'm sure USC already has a quarterback coach, but Cliff Kingsbury is going to be working his Did, way into. Didn't he go to Thailand or something? I think he went to Mexico. No, no it was Thailand. It was Thailand. Yeah, we were at, we were talking about that earlier. I couldn't remember which country it was. Jamie, of course, knows. 
that it was definitely Thailand. Yeah. Thailand. I mean, who wouldn't know that? But isn't that a big, like he said, I'm, he sold his house and said, and I'm going to Thailand. Mm-hmm. Basically saying like, you may never see from me or hear from me again. Yeah. And now he's back. Well, good. Okay, the, but good for him. He he took some time off, right? He goes to Thailand. He yeah. he figures out. All right, gets gets away from things for a while. He's a single guy. Let me let me go out and see. Let me instead of in other words, instead of going into into some hole like Aaron Rodgers did, and then emerging in, from the darkness and, and oh. spewing more crap. Cliff Kingsbury went to Thailand. Yeah, I wasn't said, against it. And he said to himself, "All right, I still want to be in coaching." So he winds up finding a job with USC. I I always think it's important to not take the year off for coaches because you take a year off. Are you really studying the game and keeping up with the trends and everything like that if you're away? Oh, Cliff Kingsbury is going to fall out of touch with the game of football in one year, Anthony. I don't think he's going to well, fall out of touch, year. but he is an offensive That wasn't coordinator. his fault. Look he, at that team he had. Look at that quarterback. My God. He is an offensive play caller, though. Yeah. And I think it's important, even if it's just a, an offensive analyst job, where he's he's staying within the game. I think it's I think it's smart. And I think at some point he's going to be an OC again, or he's going to be head coach if he wants to be head coach. Yeah, I think, I think it's a great move. I just thought it was um, – I thought it was interesting that he kind of put all of his eggs in one basket to kind of be like, I've sold my house and I'm going to Thailand and I'm not, that's it. I'm under the radar. Mm-hmm. Now he's back. Like – it's not that he he could have done that without making it feel so dramatic. He could have just kept, you know, held on to his house. It's not like he's worried about paying the bills. And went to Thailand for a month and then be like, okay, I'm refreshed. Come back and then go yep. from there. I just felt like it was, you know, an announcement almost. Mm-hmm. I don't know why it bothered me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry Cliff Kingsbury didn't do what you wanted him to I do. Know, I don't know why it bothered me, Anthony. <laughs> As I was going through it, I'm I like, was, I sound I could, like a real a-hole right now. I could tell halfway through you were like, you know what? I don't know if I believe this now. Yeah, I don't even know. Yeah. It was kind of dramatic, but you know, whatever. <laughs> Guys, yesterday we had a... I like uh, that you eventually landed the plane. I, I had I to. I got to be honest with myself at least. <laughs> Shut up, Jamie. <laughs> Go ahead, Mark. Yesterday we had a little sports... History from Anthony. Yeah. About yeah. LR Chalk. <laughs> uh, Anthony, today you brought up Sugar Bear McGee. Yeah. yeah. Uh, actually, uh, so, <laughs> his patches are hula hands, teammate. Yeah, so I looked up Sugar Bear <laughs> McGee. You know, oh just to make sure you know, he's a real character, of course. Yeah. Uh, Ray Sugar Bear Hamilton was one of the uh, pass rush specialists on the Patriots mm. back in the late 70s, and Tony McGee was also uh, a part of that. Yeah. Uh, he led the franchise in sacks six times from 1975 uh, to 79 and again in 81. So Sugar Bear Hamilton and Tony McGee are real people. They just play football. Of course they They don't have good hitting streaks in baseball. Uh, so I was reading I was, re- <laughs> I was reading the Jordan Walker stuff this morning, and I just started laughing. So here's here's the article that I was – I was referencing it's it's the athletic in 1939 20 year old ted williams back when he was a kid and not yet the kid started his career with the red sox on a nine game hit streak before it was snapped by the tigers schoolboy row in an <laughs> over oh day at briggs stadium in detroit schoolboy row schoolboy row is that schoolboy q's brother i don't know you don't even know who that is do you no i don't no <laughs> I figure 
the he's, tig- a, he's a musician. The Tiger's schoolboy row. I always laugh when I, <laughs> when it's baseball. There's always something. It's like uh, back in 1920, old Wahlberger McGee. <laughs> <laughs> old Eraser Thompson. <laughs> there's, always a, there's always a name. It's incredible. I kind of like it. Patches of Hulahan. Of the then oh. patchwork Detroit Freebirds. Boston Bean Eaters. Boston Bean Eaters. <laughs> That's an actual team. I can't get over it's incredible. that. Incredible. Uh, let's stick with baseball here. Of course, this past weekend was the Masters. And uh, Dan Hasty, who's a play-by-play uh, guy for the West Michigan Whitecaps. They're a high-A affiliate of the Detroit Tigers. He uh, posted a video of him and his colleague, paying tribute to the Masters during their broadcast, and this is what it sounded like. Hello, friends. (laughs) A beautiful Saturday afternoon in Comstock Park. This is a minor league baseball game? Minor league baseball, yes. This is inning number seven. Still in the front nine, if you will. (laughs) Eric Pinales hails from San Cristobal. It's about 30 kilometers from Santo Domingo in the Dominican Republic. Right now looking at a pitch from about 60 feet, 6 inches. (laughs) (laughs) No idea how that one stayed out. He struggled a lot in 2022 with his control. (laughs) A fine hit, deep to left center. (laughs) Off the wall. (laughs) Lucas Dunn into second base. Exquisite. A one-out double here in the seventh. An excellent approach to that hit. Patient, able to line it up, deposit it into left center field. Got it into the short grass out there. (laughs) (laughs) That was pretty good. That's pretty funny. I like the music, too. Yeah. Perfect perfect that the kid hit a double. Because I think it just kind of made it. It made the cut there. It made the audio clip. I see what you did. Yeah, make you. the cut. Yeah, make the golf. Cut. Exactly. Oh, yeah. You guys, yeah, natural. Are so funny. You know, Tiger Woods, uh, he made the cut. He did. Yep. And he quit. That's about it. His fast saying on 101 ESPN. What, Marsh? What? Bought his caddy a Rolex, though. Did he? Yeah, it's so nice. bad that he quit. But he was hurt. He didn't quit. What, what did he do? What Anthony? did he do? Or what did he do, Andrew? When you <laughs> withdraw. <laughs> so you used to yell That's at me. That's what he did. He withdrew. It's an A name. <laughs> you withdrew from the tournament. What, what would you call that? If you withdraw, are you continuing? No, you're not, but you, you certainly don't quit. Well, what is you know? it then? Well, he didn't well, go out there, sounds, did he? Quit sounds like an internal he thing, didn't, you know? He didn't grit. He didn't grit it out. All right, Anthony. I just want to find out if withdrawing isn't quitting, what is it then? I mean, it is, but. Thank you, know, you Marsh. Thank you. Tiger time. Woods, you know. Marsh. Time. You're you. crapping all over one of the greatest golfers hey, to ever play. Hey, no, that'd be You OBJ. know from two to six, Monday through Friday, Nobody, and I mean nobody, is safe. Okay? I don't care if you're Tiger Woods or Eraser Thompson. You're going to get it from two to six. All right? Especially if you quit. Or withdraw. Or withdraw. It is. <laughs> What's it going <laughs> Now pitching. What's it? Eraser uh... Thompson. What's it like for the, the rest of the pitching staffs right now in baseball? Better than this one. Is it? 
Mm-hmm. We'll take a deep dive next on 101 ESPN. We're right back to the Fast Lane Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. <laughs> hey guys. Hey, 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 Jamie. Hey, Anthony. I've got a real good one. Cardinals lose again. Not a laughing matter. I don't care if it helps you or not. I want anger. I want fire. <laughs> Troller text. Oh, that's real. Okay. That's, that's go, absolutely real. Bring the passion, Anthony. It's not it's not a laughing matter. That's 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 number one. They're three and seven. They're three and seven. They're in dead last in the worst division in baseball. So, They're staring up at the Reds, <laughs> Cubs, Pirates, and Brewers. Anthony, I need I'm to ask with, you a question. What's his name? Aaron. That was Aaron. I'm with Aaron on this one. I need to ask you a question. You Anthony. got a minus nine run differential. And you I just need, lost to the Rockies. I need you to answer it honestly. Is is the fact that you're uh, three and seven irritating or is it the fact that you're last place in the central which one's worse for you last place in the central yeah i agree if you were three and seven in the american league east when where you know they actually play baseball and they're actually good there's a lot of good teams over there there are three that that'd be a little different like that would be concerning but at least you play in a division where the tampa bay rays are 10 and 0 and the new york yankees have a rich history of you know winning games and the Baltimore Orioles are young and upcoming mm. and the Boston Red Sox have uh, again a rich history and Toronto is legit now you play in a dumpster fire of a division with the Pittsburgh Pirates who aren't trying Cincinnati the the Reds owner or ownership group literally told the people what else are you going to do when the Bengals are in the same freaking city you know, what are you going to do I'm gonna give you crap. You're gonna like it. That's the that that's the division you're playing in. Does that make it worse? And the Cubs, who are supposed to be your hated rival, yet they they actually did something this off season. They actually made moves to improve themselves. And so far, they're ahead of you right now in a dumpster fire of a division. I'm with Aaron. Now I play along with you guys because you joke around a lot, and I'm you know I'm I'm supposed to be. Uh, Part, just, do, just doing the show. Just I'm going to do this show because we're just we're having fun. It's a talk show and it's supposed to be entertaining. Yeah, I, I go with it. But go with what, Anthony? What do you go with? The the the, the laughing and the joking, the random the sports, the, random sports. the made up names. But I'm with Aaron. I'm ticked off. I'm not following you at all on this one, Ted. Quite honestly, you're all over the place. What are you really? talking about? I just how, how much how much more point at how the, much more clear can I be? Your team has been terrible it's, thus it's far. Our team. Anthony. It's been terrible. And 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 media members like you guys, you yes. hyped them up all spring. So and, did you. And you know, us so fans did you. Us fans followed you because you you're supposed to know what you're talking offense about. Offense in the National League. It's, it's, it's gonna, terrible. No, if you're gonna do this stuff, Anthony, at least be freaking honest. Okay? We're all pissed off right now. But we don't have to start making things up. That's We're amazing. angry. the I think I'm embarrassed and angry at the same time. I told you last night I ordered Brewer's jersey on Amazon. No, you didn't. The bourbon got the best of me. 
okay? But I was very angry in the moment, and I said, screw this. And I went and turned all of my Cardinals T-shirts upside down, face down, logo down, and uh, I ordered a Brewers jersey. Wow. I'll probably never wear it. But it's almost like I want to put it next to my Cardinals T-shirts and be like, that's right. This is this is what could happen. Sounds like you withdrew from being a Cardinals fan. No, I didn't. I was just trying to – what I'm trying to do is spark the Cardinals a little bit. Yeah, trying to motivate it. I want mm-hmm. them to understand that uh, – Trying to scare them a little bit. Yeah. And maybe had a couple pours too many. But either way, it doesn't matter. It felt like the right thing to do at that time because I was upset. It was a very fast game, for one thing, which was great. Um, but I just was upset with the result. Uh, I'm upset with the pitching. I'm upset with the offense that can't seem to punch in runners from anywhere. It's not been good. Even when they do, they get gunned down at home plate. They do. It's been terrible. We got a text from start. from the six one eight. You know this this losing streak. Uh, sort of feels you know like that feeling when you poop your pants somewhere in public. Huh. That's that's embarrassing. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. So, what's your go-to then on that one? Like, one, I don't know if I've ever pooped my pants in public, maybe, but I feel like that would. Like, what do you do there? Do you, do you find the nearest restroom, try and clean yourself up, and leave the underwear? Probably. Yeah, ditch the underwear, throw throw the underwear in the trash, and keep the feet moving. Mm-hmm. I you think I'd bet Jordan Walker second actually if what? I poop my pants in public. You'd what? Huh. Okay. Um, that, by the way, is not going to do anything. What are you talking about? You, th- this you got is eight RBIs. This is the the hey, let's just let's just make the change here just to spark. Jordan Walker's not going to hit for everybody else. No, he's he's doing his own job. He got the memo to do your job. Right. Bill Belichick. Anthony, I'm just saying, you know. Why not reward the man? I know, but as long as if you guys seriously, if you want anger out of us, and I I get that you know like Aaron Aaron came on here with his mic drop and he wants he wants anger and all that. Let's do this then. Let's let's actually let's just let's just rip everybody. Let's not just rip the Cardinals. Let's rip the the insane takes that are like, hey, you know what? Here's here's what's going on. Nobody's talking about it. Yadier Molina is gone, and Wilson Contreras is is your is your catcher. And now and now the starting pitching sucks. Completely overlooking the fact that Yadi really wasn't there last year. Completely overlooking that fact. Like you had Andrew Kisner for most of the year last year. Nobody said anything. What? But they're drawing. You're drawing conclusions that aren't really there. The starters have stunk. This is leadership, Anthony. Stop. What about the shift? You know, you know what's funny? You know, who's who right now is the one cardinal that's like not that's drawing most of the praise that, that hasn't seen any sort of criticism? What, Jordan Walker. Jordan Walker. Yeah. You know what Carl? You know what Wilson Contreras did in the off season, in spring training when he saw the kid pressing a little bit. He said, "Hey, hey, don't try to beat the game. Go with it. Go with the flow here. Understand you're not going to be perfect." Mm. He would know. And the kid made the team. Why is it being great? That mm. that would that I think would be leadership. No. Yeah, who cares okay. about leadership right now? You just said leadership. No, I didn't. Yes, you did. I said production. <laughs> no, you did. You said leadership. You lying SOB. What are you talking about? First oh, of all, never mind. We'll get into it later. I've got way more on Contreras. I'm not happy. Okay. Gauntlet next on 101 ESPN.
We're right back to the Fast Lane Podcast, presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Can you survive the gauntlet? Four hundred one. Your time check is brought to you by Clarkson Jewelers, an officially licensed Rolex jeweler. With Jamie Rivers and Andrew Marsh and Anthony Stalter. Todd is our latest contestant in the gauntlet. What's up, Todd? What's going on, guys? How are you? I'm great. I'm having a day off. It's awesome. All right, good man. Todd, I heard you're in the barn. I was. All I right. had bad reception out there, so I had to come out here. Yeah, what do are we you got? A farmer. What do we got going on in the barn? What do we got there? Uh, I was working on a lawnmower that is not cooperating. Oh. Damn lawnmowers! I know yeah. the grass is getting big. Now is it a, is a riding mower? It's got to be right. If you got it in the barn, yeah, it's a bad boy zero turn thing. Oh, those are fun to drive. Nice when they're working. Yeah, of course. Yeah, that makes sense. Huh. All, All right, right, Todd, your choice today: Jamie, Marsh, or myself. I'm gonna go with uh, Marshy. Okay, DJ Marshy Marsh. I like Dana it. Marsh That's today. a good pick. All right. Nice. I haven't done the gauntleting in quite some time. Not People since the, the third of April. Wow, that is long time. Yeah, it certainly is. All right, uh, Todd. Tell Marsh to spin the wheel. Hey, Marshy, spin that thing and get out of there. there oh, nice, <laughs> yeah, Todd. Todd. Nice and Todd's got the tunes going on in the background yeah, too. I like it. It's rocking out. Yeah, a little Pink Floyd today. A little Pink Floyd, huh? There we go. Dark side of the moon. Another brick in the wall, Anthony. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's money's on right now. Money. Money. All right, Todd, uh, what would be the one category that you don't want? I'm thinking hockey, man. He's pretty good at that. Almost as good as Jamie. You know what? You're not wrong. Well, it's not hockey. Well, it's random. random. Nice. That's what I was hoping. Oh, okay. All right, all right, Todd. It's your day outside of that lawnmower, that piece of... He'll get that figured out, Anthony. Yeah, he will. All right. Let me get the uh, questions here. All right. Just a reminder. Thank you. Just another, uh, just a reminder. Todd and Marshall get the same four questions today. Each question is worth two points unless they need the options. If you guys need the options, those questions are worth one point. Todd, you ready? Absolutely. Question number one. Which team currently holds the worst record in the NBA? Which team holds uh, the worst record in the NBA? This. I'm not such a basketball guy. Gosh darn, I need the options. The San Antonio Spurs, the Detroit Pistons, the Charlotte Hornets. I hate to say it, I think it's the Spurs. Because Timmy Duncan, I used to love that kid. He was from where I used to live. So I'm going to go with Spurs. The Bahamas? No, St. Croix, U.S. Virgin Islands. Oh, that's right, the Virgin Islands. That's right. Nice try, though, Anthony. Okay, Jamie. <laughs> Read the question. Question two. What was the name of Michael Jackson's best-selling album? It's got to be Thriller, man. I saw that tour. Final answer? Yep. Question number three, Todd. Only one team in the MLS has scored six goals in a single match this season. Which team did that when they beat Atlanta back in March? Gosh, I don't know. DC United. Uh, random. Yes. Final answer? No, let me get the options. <laughs> I'm Smart. sorry. Smart choice. It's all right. C- right. Cincinnati, Seattle, Columbus. 
Seattle. I still have no idea. Who does? Right. Stop it. Soccer guy's going to get you, Anthony. He already hates me. Question four. What is the name of the Connecticut town where Yukon is located? My two friends went there. I, I think it's Hartford, but I think it's outside. I'm going to say Hartford. I think it's outside of there, though. I'm going to go with Hartford. Final answer? Yeah. All right. All right, let's bring back Marsh. How you feeling, Todd? Um, a little shaky. A little shaky, okay. We'll see how Marsh does here. I don't know. You never know what this kid's knowledge is going to bring. A couple of these are tough. Right. For me, it's a tough one. Tough one. All right, Marsh is making his way back in from the Kona Silence. He's got his headphones on. Marsh! Yep. Jamie, tell him. Oh, you better pack a lunch, man. Oh, jeez. You ready, kid? Nope. Okay. Out of way. Question number one. Which team currently holds the worst record in the NBA? Ooh, in the NBA. Yeah, you got random today. Oh, man. For some weird reason, I was actually looking at the standings yesterday for some weird reason. Um, I know Charlotte's down there, but they're not it. I know Portland in the West is down there, but they're not it either. Um, and Orlando's down there. Uh, but they're not it either. I, I'm going to need the options. Maybe I can eliminate some of these. San Antonio Spurs, mm-hmm. Detroit Pistons, mm. Charlotte Hornets. Okay, so Detroit is last in the East, and San Antonio is last in the West. But I don't know which one's worse. I'm going to go with Anthony's favorite basketball team growing up, the Detroit Pistons. Final answer. It was actually the Spurs, ironically. Wow. It oh, was. Stop. It was. Dennis Rodman, Sean Elliott, David Robinson. Unbelievable. Avery Johnson. Question number two. Sean Elliott. Did I mention Sean Elliott? Twice. Vinny Del Negro. Are you done? Coached by Bob Hill, then by Greg Popovich. Yeah, go ahead. Okay. Question number two. What was the name of Michael Jackson's best selling album? The Rifleman Chuck person. Let's, uh, I don't know. They're all so good. Um, can I do the options? Uh, yeah. Was it Thriller, Beat It, or Bad? Um, I mean, Thriller. That's, uh, let's go with Thriller. Final answer. Okay. Question number three, Marsh. Only one team in the MLS has scored six goals in a single match this season. Which team did that when they beat Atlanta back in March? Say that one more time. Only one team in the MLS has scored six goals in a single match this season. Which team did that when they beat Atlanta back in March? Um... Good question. I'm going to need the options. Cincinnati, Seattle, Columbus. Mm. You know, I would say Cincinnati, 
But Jamie did uh, some really good research yesterday when we were breaking down City SC. He said Cincinnati, their goal differential is not that large. It's not that large. They key, uh, you know, uh, they play close to their vest. You know, so uh, uh, it's a five-goal differential, I believe. So I'm not going to go with them. Uh, Seattle, they took City behind the woodshed last week. I'm going to go with Seattle Sounders. Final answer. All right, Marshy, we are at the final question. Question number four. What is the name of the Connecticut town where Yukon is located? Mm. Oh, my goodness. Um, I don't know it off the top of my... I'll know it with the options. Would you like the options? Yes, please. Okay. Is it Stamford, Hartford, or Stores? Stores, final answer. Let's go over these. Todd versus Marsh, random trivia. Which team currently holds the worst record in the NBA? Todd, you took the options. You went with the San Antonio Spurs. Marsh, you took the options. You said the Pistons have the worst record in the East. Spurs have the worst record in the West. But I don't, well, I don't know which team has the worst overall. Then you went with the Detroit Pistons. Correct answer is... The Detroit Pistons. That's correct. Marsh has got a 1-0 lead over Todd. Only one team in the MLS has scored six goals in a single match this season. Which team did that when they beat Atlanta back in March? Todd, you went with the D.C. Defenders and said, no, wait, give me those options. Good thing you did. D.C. wasn't an option. And then you landed on the Seattle Sound Machine Makers. Sounders. Marsh, you also went with the Seattle Sound Machine Makers. Correct answer is... Guys, we all know it was Columbus. Yeah, it was oh, blue, come on. So the right, blue jacket, oh. Buckeyes. Yeah, right no, when you said that, that, I was like, you know what? That would make sense because Columbus would be in the Eastern Conference, and they'd probably start off against an Eastern team. Mm-hmm. You know what? It is what it is, though. Nobody knows it's over the now. divisions. It's over now. Can't dwell on <laughs> it. Marsh guys. still with a 1-0 lead. What was the name of Michael Jackson's best-selling album? Marsh, you went with Thriller. Todd, you went with Thriller. Correct answer is... Cause it's a thriller night. Nice. But Todd didn't need the options. But Todd didn't need the options. We have a 2-2 tie. Comes down to this. You guys have different uh-huh. answers. What is the name of the Connecticut town where Yukon is located? Todd, you went with Hartford. Marsh, you went with Stores. If it's Stores, Marsh wins. If it's Hartford, Todd comes back tomorrow. Correct answer is... Stores. Todd. You have chosen. Isn't it a tie? Poorly. You lose. <laughs> it is not a tie, my friend. Sorry. Marsh got the Detroit Pistons. He got Thriller and he got Stores. So he have a he has a three. He has uh three points. You have two. Three right. two win. Yeah, sorry, man. Well, just so you know, this is the same Todd that won the first gauntlet ever. So I thought I it was wanted you. Wanted to say hi to you guys. I thought <laughs> it was you, Todd. <laughs> You slick, you know what? You got you got back in because Marsh yep. was running things, but Marsh exactly Marsh got you. So Todd, it's oh, good to hear from I you, man. It. I deserve it. <laughs> <laughs> no, your first ever gauntlet victor, and and you did it when it wasn't uh, the wheel. You did it. You it had to go all, through all well, the. It was like the literally the first one that like two, uh, two weeks in or whatever. Yes. Oh no! I got I got the day four that time, and then I got on again 
Yeah, so. <laughs> Todd, you get it all the I got, time. I was on, this is the fourth time I've been on here. That's unbelievable. Todd, good to hear from you, man. Uh, Be safe, guys. Appreciate you listening. Good luck Thanks. with the lawnmower. All right, all right. Take care, boys. All right, see ya. I, I wondered. I almost asked him, is this the Todd that got through first time? First first ever gauntlet champion. Yeah. Not on the 2.0. I... No. On one so this is like before I, I was even here. Yes. I don't think I, I – I've never played against Todd. He no. saw us at that one remote, and he's like, I've never had a chance. I never that was – yeah, that was uh, me, BT, Ranji, and, and uh, Meat. Yeah. Mm. That was uh, that was one version 1.0. Yep. And I can't remember what Ranji was, was doing. Ranji was random. He was random, and then Meat was food. Food. I think. Yeah. Yeah. I think it was random or something like that. Yeah, yeah. It was, uh, I think yeah. it was random. Yeah. All right, it's Fastlane on 101 ES- ESPN. Who's to blame for the slow start for the Cardinals? I would say all of them, except for Jordan Walker. That's next on 101 ESPN. We're right back to the Fastlane Podcast, presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. If you've been mad at Jamie and I for the last two days for not bagging on the Cardinals more than we have, then this is your opportunity to leave us a mic drop and you can do your own bitching. Who's... Oh! No, I, I want to say it that way. That's exactly how I want to say it. Who's to blame for this slow start, in your opinion? Leave us a mic drop. And if you don't leave us a mic drop and you complain, that's on you. That's a good point. It's your fault. Quite frankly, it's your fault for not believing more in this Cardinals team. <laughs> Here but, we go again. You know. This worked out really well the last time. It did. Just blame the fans, Anthony, who have nothing to do with it at all. Well. It seems like a good idea. You know, if if they uh, poured more of their hard-earned money into Ballpark Village and uh, the parking garage and stuff, Mo could have upped the payroll a lot more than he did. Yeah. Boy, you're really, uh, you're really stoking the fire, aren't you? Huh. But in all seriousness... For you, what's the what's the main issue here? Like you can't say everything. If you were to pinpoint one specific thing, is it just the rotation? Is it the pitching? Like if your pitching was better, do you feel like you'd be in a different situation? If the starting pitching was better, yeah. How much yes. better do they have to be? Well, uh, they're twenty second. Well, all of the entire pitching staff is twenty second right now in, in Major League Baseball. Yeah, it's not if good. it if it were average. You definitely would have won the first game. You, I mean, you're you're at least 500 with better starting pitching. Because your offense has also led you down in certain areas, but I don't want to go down that path because you just yelled at me and said I can't I can't pick everything. Well, so, you, yes, the starting pitching. No, but Anthony, honestly, I wasn't trying to be a jerk to you, but it's easy to just say, oh, it's everything. Mm-hmm. Well, then, So then what's the discussion? Nothing then. At that point, you go, oh, you're right. It really is everything, but... There's got to be one thing that stands out more than something else. You're starting pitching. And I would agree. I think that for a team that uh, prides itself on being a good defensive team, which last night certainly some bumps in the road there, but the guys that had bumps in the road, like they're not supposed to be out there. Mm -hmm. Like they're not supposed to be out there. As far as Alec Burleson in the outfield, like you really, in a perfect world, he's not in your outfield defending. He's swinging the bat really well right now, which is great, and this is why he's getting a chance to play in the outfield. Nolan Gorman, 
he's still a work in progress. I'm not willing to, to sit here and go, oh, well, that's it. He, he can't play defense. It's a pretty routine play yesterday. He had the range to get there. Should have been an easy one. Should have been taken care of. Um, you know, I mean, relatively simple. But those guys aren't your best defensive options. But they're in there because some of your offense is not clicking. Or guys like Tyler O'Neill aren't swinging it or not playing very well. That's why Alec Burleson finds his way into the outfield. So uh, there's a lot of different things for me. You know what, Jamie? I'm actually going to take take back what I said. Oh. I Which don't. Part? I the starting pitching. So if I'm going to choose one, I actually am going to choose the offense. And I'm dead serious on this. And I know I just flip-flopped. I'm sorry. That's but, okay, Anthony. We're uh, here to talk about these things. This that's is, right. It's right. therapeutic. You're right. Jamie, voice of reason. I've always felt that way. I'm always, I've always been a very uh, level-headed, reasonable. Absolutely. Yeah. I blame the offense. If you are going to blame one one thing, one person, one whatever – you can bl- I, I imagine we're going to get some mic drops on Ali Marmo. Some Cardinals fans seem to be ticked off at him. Here's why I blame the offense more than anything. You are supposed to be the strength. You have not been. Where does your offense rank in all of Major League Baseball right now? Never mind runs, that. How about the National, National League? You're talking about just runs? Yeah, because I, I look at that. My, my computer's going to restart. It's a shocker. <laughs> I look at that. I have, and the I, worst, I have the worst computer in the building. You do, by far. Um, and so does Randy, and so does BK, since yeah. we sit at the same. I've been in that seat, and it's done that very thing to me. And, uh, yeah, it's... Um, It'll I be know. back on in a couple minutes. So here's... <laughs> just keep hitting it. What could go wrong? Here's my thought on the offense, though. Is I'm, I haven't looked at this, but I'm wondering if the offense is somewhere in the middle. You know, somewhere from 15 to 19. and But that would be skewed in my opinion, because of your first game of the year mm-hmm. against the Blue Jays. You put up, what, nine runs, nine. if I can remember correctly? Correct. And you've had six runs. You've had a couple of games with some high output, but I don't feel like overall you've had the runs that you need. Right. No, Jamie, if you, again, let's, let me let me reverse engineer this, okay? If you're going to blame one thing, I blame the thing that is supposed to be your strength right now. I, I saw that Steven Matz has an ERA. Let me find it for you. So let me not just pull it out of my rear end like I do most things. 929. His ERA is 929 at Coors, at Coors Field. Steven Matz is not a stud. So Steven Matz pitching poorly at Coors Field, you have a track record of that. But because the starting staff has struggled, we go into it and you don't want to hear about the Coors Field thing because you just want the guy to pitch better because your starting staff has not pitched well. But Stephen Matz is not a stud pitcher. So you would expect him to pitch poorly at Coors, at Coors Field. We bring that up, though, it's an, ex, it's an excuse. But that, that's the reality. You don't have a stud within your rotation. You have a group, and we have talked about this. Some angry Cardinals fans feel as though that we never talk about it and we just joke around all the time. We've talked about this ad nauseum. The starting staff isn't that great. You have a bunch of threes, fours, and fives. You don't have ones and twos. You don't have studs. You don't have the top of the rotation guys. So this is kind of what you get to some degree. Now, it shouldn't be this bad. I don't expect it to be this bad the entire time. But nevertheless... The reason why you're 3-7 and is because your lineup 
which is supposed to just rake, has not raked. Now, you asked me about the where the, where the Cardinals where they offense rank is offensively at. in let's just say let's say all of Major League Baseball. First. Okay. All of Major League Baseball in terms of runs scored, there's other metrics, but let's just go with runs scored. Right now the Cardinals are wow, 1 2 3 4 5 6 from the bottom. So 24th. Okay, wow, worse than I thought. They're 24th in runs scored. They have scored 40 runs thus far. You are in the same category. You had nine of those in one game. And nine of those, great point, nine of those in one game. You're in the same and boat lost. as the Minnesota Twins. Now, Minnesota's six and four, but they also have a plus 12 run differential, so their pitching has been really good. The Reds have scored 39 runs. The Marlins, who for my money, outside of the A's, who are really a minor league team this year, the Marlins have the worst offense in the league. They're, they've scored 30 runs. The Royals, 29, the A's, 28, the Tigers, 27. You're 24th right now, tied for 24th in Major, in major League Baseball, run scored, in run scored. Now, the counter might be, to the optimistic fan, the counter might be, well, you face some really good pitching. Fair. What the hell do you think you're going to face in October if you, if you make it to October? This offense is legit or is supposed to be legit, and you're not executing. You're not executing against good pitching? You're not executing against pitching that you've never seen, which has always been an issue. Atlanta threw two guys that you've never seen before, and they're like, I don't know what to do. Then you go out to Colorado, and Herman Marquez is very underrated. Somebody takes the ball every five days. Very good start. Obviously, he had the forearm injury. But this isn't, we're not talking talking about Max Scherzer here. And you did nothing against him. Kyle Freeland has not given up a run yet. So the woes, the woes might continue. Should we limit the blame to the players? I don't. I think Ali and the staff certainly. There's everybody's culpable. You can't. You can't. I, I'm no, not. No, I understand that everybody's culpable. But I, I look at this, and obviously, if you want to start start at the top, you've got John Mozeliak, who could have, could have went and got a another high end pitcher. Could have tried. You know, hmm. I'm sure he tried. But he could have he could have made it a priority, which I don't know if he did, based on the fact that you came up with nothing. And then you know Ollie and his staff, I think they're still getting used to each other. I think there's some some not divide. I think there's some things that they're ironing out on the fly as far as how to handle certain situations. We're going to talk to Craig Berube. This is the second to last time we're going to talk to Chief about this, and then we're going to continue. we get the sports six back. We are going to revisit this. So leave us a mic drop, okay? Who do you blame right now for the, the fact that the Cardinals are in last place in the NL Central? You can't say everybody. Can't say everybody. <laughs> I, I'm choosing the offense. I'm choosing the offense. We'll get Jamie's thoughts on it, Marsh's thoughts on it, and your thoughts on it. But we've got Craig Ruby next in the Fast Lane on 101 ESPN. We're right back to the Fast Lane Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Time now for Chatting with the Chief with a coach of your St. Louis Blues, Craig Berube. Brought to you by Fisher Window and Door, your Marvin dealer with showrooms in Brentwood and East Alton, Illinois. With Jamie Rivers, I'm Anthony Stalzer. It's the Fast Lane on 101 ESPN. Blues and Stars tomorrow will be the last home game for the Blues of the season. And joining us as he's done each and every week this NHL season, it's the Chief, head coach of your St. Louis Blues, Craig Berube. Chief, how you doing today? 
Good guys, how are you? We're doing great. You know, one one thing, one thing, coach, that you have often talked to Jamie and I about when we've asked you certain questions has been uh, compete. You want you you want to see your guys competing. You know, when we've asked you, hey, what do you want to see down the stretch? What do you want to see this month? What do you want to see? You know, a certain time frame. You often go to compete. Have you seen more compete out of your guys over the last month or so? Uh, I've seen compete for sure. I think I don't know if there's more. You know, compared to like you know other. Um, certain parts of the year but you know, I think we're getting quite a bit out of the guys here down the stretches which was important. Hey coach when you look at uh, your leadership group in particular guys like Justin Falk, Braden Shen and I know there's other veteran guys as well you know but how how good of a job have those guys done since the trade deadline where yeah, you lose some big pieces of your leadership group and big pieces of your team and it looks like they've managed to, you know, keep that dressing room pretty tight knit. Yeah, for sure. I think they've done a good job. Um, you know, we traded away obviously our captain and and uh, assistant captain. I'm, um, but you know, these other guys have been pretty good leaders over time here too. So they've been part of the leadership group, and for me, they've done a good job of. Uh, just, you know, playing the right way and leading by example. That's the most important thing, I think, is going out leading by example, which, you know, they have done that. Coach, Jamie had mentioned, speaking of the leadership aspect of it, Jamie had mentioned that, uh, you know, Jordan Bennington has certainly become a leader throughout the course of the year, even though he's a goalie. Have you seen the same thing? Yeah, I think, um, I don't know, probably a year back or whatever, you know, Benner, when I talked about that part of the game, the leadership side of things, and he definitely wanted to uh, be a part of that group. And, um, you know, I think he does lead by example again. You know, I mean, I think he he showed this year he played 60 games. Uh, it's going to be a 60-game coming up. And, you know, it's a lot of games, and uh, he's done a good job of, uh, I think, just giving us a chance to win a lot of nights, um, you know, Early on and and mid mid season, um, you know he's he was he kept us in a lot of games where you know we did not play that well in front of him. Coach Pavel Buchnevich, uh, sitting at sixty seven points in sixty one games. He's had a couple of injuries this year, which I know he would rather not have that. And certainly, you guys as a team would have liked to have him for the full season. But when you when you look at Buch. And, you know, I looked at it at the start of the season. I thought, well, this is a pretty well-rounded player. Yet I feel like he continues to evolve. You know, now he's in the centerman position from time to time, and you've put a lot of responsibility on him as well. But, you know, do you see this guy continuing to evolve as well? Yeah, definitely. I think this year he's taken another step in his in his uh, game. Like, you know, moving the center like he did not doing the job he's done is uh, fantastic. And it's great for us down the road, too. Um, you know, it's not that easy to do, but he made it look pretty easy, I thought. I mean, he's just a great player all around, like defensively, offensively. He gives you everything. Um, hard-working guy. And uh, so for me, I think there's still room to grow for him and his game. Um, like I said, I think he's gotten better this year. Coach, when you're talking about guys that continue to grow uh, and improve their, their game, Look, I think you have to talk about Jordan Cairo and Robert Thomas. These guys are going to be at the forefront of the organization for well at least eight more years based upon their contract, and they're really good players. They're both very dynamic in their own way. 
for you as a coach, as the head coach and, and the coaching staff overall, you know, what are the next steps for these young players? Yeah, I think leadership for sure is part of the next step. And, um, you know, if you want to be a leader, you got to play a certain way and you got to lead, lead by example. And I think that they got to take the next steps and with their game, managing it better, uh, doing what's best for the team um, at the right time. You know, that might cost you some points because you're playing good defense and you're sacrificing. It's all about, you know, giving, you know, giving more and taking, taking less, right? And I think that's part of uh, growing as a player, um, a young player and an offensive player is uh, giving more and taking less and um, that'll that'll make them better leaders and that'll that shows leadership you know by example coach there's been a couple of times where in the last week or so you've referenced kind of changing some things up systematically or just adding a few things out there what are some of the things that you've kind of tweaked um, that you've seen some good results from yeah, our forecheck for sure. We've gotten more aggressive with our forecheck um, with the pinching from our D and our F3 backing them up. I think it's been pretty effective. Um, our zone time, offensive zone time has gone up. Our scoring chances have gone up. Gone up. And then in D zone coverage, just trying to keep things to the outside more and not running so high on plays with our defensemen, keeping them back around the net more and, and just leaving people on the outside a little bit more and protecting the middle of the ice. <clears throat> and doing that, you know, our chances against have gone down, and I think we've done a good job with that. Yeah, I would agree. Um, and there's a young man that's back up with you guys now, Tyler Tucker. I'm, personally, I'm a big fan. He's a bit of a throwback for me. I, I like the fact that, yeah, he plays with that sandpaper. He's got great anticipation. He he gaps up quickly. He's got a good stick. Uh, you, you know, I, I'm just I'm excited to watch him play. But for you as a coach, when you watch a guy like Tyler Tucker, what do you want to see out of him for the next couple of games here, uh, just so that he can stay comfortable in what's going on? Yeah, I love what he's done. Like I agree with the gaps and playing aggressive. He's done a real good job of that. He's got to continue to do that. That's very important. That's his game. Good gaps, killing plays, being physical. And the one thing that's really, you know, been a surprise for me is his puck movement. That's pretty good. Um, he sees the ice very well and continue to do that and make the simple plays. Um, you know, that's basically what I want to keep seeing out of him. Uh, Coach, you got Joel Hofer back up uh, with the team this year. Before we get to Joel Hofer, uh, Zarenko came up here and, you know, emergency basis. At the time, was there ever a plan to give him a game, and, or was it just let him get his feet wet, let him get some NHL time here with the big boys and, and kind of get comfortable? Yeah, just that, exactly. Practice, be around the team a little bit, uh, you know, get him acclimated a little bit. Um, you know, he'll, you know, going forward in that training camp, it'll be better for him. But, uh, yeah, that, that was the plan. It wasn't the plan to play him. Now, as far as playing these last two games, I, I would assume you're splitting the games between Bennington and Hofer? Yeah, they'll be split. Any other lineup changes for any of these games? Some of the young guys, I know that uh, you've got another, a couple other young guys that maybe see some we ice time. We've got McGinn up. He's going to play tomorrow. Um, we'll, we'll see how, how that game goes tomorrow, and then we'll decide for him the next game. But that would be a Tucker, McGinn, and Hofer. 
Coach, we always love chatting with you. Unfortunately, you know, the season's winding down and our chats are winding down, but uh, I think we're going to have uh, an opportunity to chat with you one more time before you're heading into the off season. But we always appreciate you coming on and sharing some wisdom with us and, uh, you know, giving us some intel. Thank you. Yeah, thanks a lot, guys. I look forward to it every week, so thanks for having me on. No, it's our pleasure. Thanks, right, Chief. Thanks, Chief. See you. That's Craig Ruby, head coach. If you're seeing Louis Blues here on 101 ESPN, might as well do the the tickets right now, Jamie. Yeah, Blues tickets tomorrow night. Big game. We have your chance right now to win a pair of tickets to the Blues, final home game of the season. Welcome in the Dallas Stars to Enterprise Center tomorrow night. And we want to send you to the game, but you have to have the correct answer to the trivia question that Jamie's about to throw out to you. And you got to text in at 314-399-9646. We're not going to do this next. Anthony? Yeah, we're not. Why? No, it's fine. We got the support six. It's fine. Why don't we just bump that? No. (laughs) Why? Yeah, we can. That's fine. Let's do the let's do the tickets now. We'll yeah, bump the sports six. People are excited. They pulled over their vehicles. They're waiting to answer a trivia question. They've also been wanting to text into the Air Comfort Service tax line for a, for a sports sports six pack uh, question. Was that a niner? In yeah, there? calling for a walkie talkie. Three one four three nine nine ninety six forty six. Jamie, what is our trivia question for the, to win the Blues tickets? Well, staying in theme with our question yesterday, and if you missed that, the question was which goalie had a tribute to Iron Maiden on their mask. That answer was Roman Turek. Staying with that, Jamie McLennan, former Blues backup goaltender, great guy, all-around awesome teammate. What band did he have painted on his mask? If you have the correct answer to that trivia question again, 314-399-9646. If you're the 101st texter, you're going to go see the Blues tomorrow night, take on the Dallas Stars in the final home game of the season. Your mic drops. Who's to blame for the Cardinals? I say it's the offense. We're going to only pick one. One thing to blame. I say it's the offense. We'll get Jamie's take, Marsha's take, and your take next on 101 ESPN. We're right back to the Fast Lane Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. You know what it is? It's the Cardinals being the best fans in baseball, giving all their money every year for the best team, and they don't spend it. All they want to do is pretend to spend it. Look at all these people that could be good. I'm a Royals fan, so I get it. (laughs) <laughs> Ed, appreciate the mic job and a little uh, little levity today. A lot of people are angry, Jamie. They're not happy. And who can blame them? Following your lead. The last place team. Yeah, they are following my lead. Yeah. They're ticked off. They don't like this. They're not, they're not used to this. And why would they be? No, I agree. I mean, wh- here's a good question that I have that I don't have the answer to. And maybe you do, Anthony. I don't know. Maybe Andrew does. When's the last time the Cardinals were in last place? Like this many games in, like not like the first series where right. it goes bad. That I don't know. Don't ask questions that you don't know. Okay. What you should know, then, Anthony, you're supposed to be some kind of a sports guy or something. Uh, I only know Roman times. So we asked the question, "Who's to blame for the slow start?" And Jamie set the parameters perfectly. You can't just blame everybody. No, I mean you can, but that's just you can, but you're not playing. Yeah, you're not playing you're not the really, game right. You're not really searching at that. No. Point. I blamed the offense. 
this offense is supposed to be the thing that carries you. Nobody had any sort of grand, uh, you know, nobody nobody was delusional to think that the starting pitching was going to come in and be lights out. Now, it should be much better than what it has been. There's no question. But what did we talk about all offseason? We talked about the pitching needing to be better. And therefore, you needed to spend, which is where Nick comes in. Nick left us a mic drop about who he's blaming. If one person is responsible for the Cards' early struggles, it's John Mosellock. He refused to assemble a competitive pitching staff. In the pitch clock era, you have to be able to miss bats. You have to be able to stay healthy. Uh, and our guys just can't do that. It's been a problem. Everyone's known it's a problem. And uh, Mosellock's just refused to address it. Okay, so he's blaming Mo. We also got a mic drop from Josiah, who is blaming the front office, but he didn't take the same route that Nick did. When it comes down to who to blame, I blame DeWitt, because at the end of the day, if he wanted a stud pitcher who would go out there and get it done, John Mozeliak would have gotten one, period. All right, thank you for the mic drop, Josiah. Here's where I go with this one, though, Anthony, and we have talked about this quite a bit. Unless the DeWitts were ready to open up the vault for Verlander, DeGrom, whoever else that actually wanted to come to St. Louis, who else are they getting? Like, I understand the thought process. that If you want to take... um, you know, the last five, six, seven years or whatever it is that you think that, you know, Bill DeWitt and the Cardinals haven't spent the money that you think is adequate for you know, certain players, sure, you have an argument. You can always spend more money. You can. If you have the money, you, you're able to spend it. Doesn't mean you have to, but you're able to. But barring those headliners, who else was Mo going to spend money on? Their rumor is that he kicked the tires on Rodon. Maybe he made an offer. Maybe he said, hey, we'd love to have you with the birds on the bat. Maybe Rodon said, sorry, I like pinstripes better. Like, all of this is possible. As far as Verlander's concerned, Cohen probably sitting there going, well, whatever anybody offers you, we'll just do better. Because mm-hmm. we're the Mets and we just spend well, whatever the hell we want. Right. So maybe you never had a chance at Verlander. Who else did I say? DeGrom? DeGrom. I wouldn't have spent the money on DeGrom. I know he's a great pitcher. I get it. But he has not been healthy. So you want to drop $40 million a year on a guy that you're hoping, and every time he pitches, you're like cringing, going, eek, ooh, I hope. Mm-hmm. So although I agree with Josiah yeah. that, you know, John Mosellock would have went out and got that pitching if if Bill DeWitt said, here's the, here's the checkbook, but where was he going to spend it? Right. I listen. And if I, I'm missing something, by all means, three one four three nine 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 six four six. Let me know who I'm missing that was out there that is a deal, uh, that is a game breaker. Mm-hmm. Someone has put you over the top. Jamie, this is this is the same point that I made that I've made for a while now. Do you remember last last week when I looked at you and you got ticked off at me, or I you you said I got ticked off at you? It's because I I broke down for ten minutes how you you weren't going to just pull a rabbit out of the hat this offseason. So I agree with what you're saying. I also think Josiah nailed it. If you're going to be angry, be angry at the appropriate person. 
We hear mo, 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 mo. I have not met or have seen any GM or president that does not want the best players for his roster. I've never seen it's a unicorn if it exists. I know that Mo takes all the heat for it. I I don't think, and to Josiah's point, I think he's I think he nailed it. I can't I can't imagine if the if the Dewitts went to Mo and said, "Get us a pitcher, a stud, get us an ace." Mo would go, "I don't think so." I just don't believe that. No, he wouldn't. He'd be thank you. Who who takes you off here? Well, th- this this ticks me off, and I get it. I understand it, but there's a. From the 618, we would have been happy with Quintana, another 618 number, different person. Quintana isn't an ace, but would be uh, a nice guy to have right now. Really? This is where I get a little bit crazy. Jose frigging Quintana is your difference maker? You saw him for, what, seven games last year? I'm exaggerating. But what do you know about this guy? He's an aging pitcher. Mm -hmm. That's a three or a four, maybe a five on a good team. And now he's injured. Now you can't foresee that. But that's who you're going to throw at me is Jose Quintana? If John Mosellock and the Cardinals thought that Jose Quintana was going to be the difference, he'd be wearing the birds on a bat right now. So you can't give me Jose Quintana. And you can't give me pipe dreams. Uh, well, Stroman wanted to be a Cardinal. Well, maybe he did. But they didn't give him as much money as the Cubs. I don't know. Maybe he wanted to be. I, I just don't I don't get it. You throw me garbage. You're talking about like, and no offense to Jose Quintana, he's not garbage. But you need to understand what I'm saying. If you're sitting there going, well, you you got Steven Matz and you've got um, Miles Michaelis and Jordan Montgomery. Jose Quintana, that's your ace. that's your ace, that's your number one right. after a handful of games here as a Cardinal. Why don't we go look at his performance before that for the years leading up to that? And he did okay last year in Pittsburgh. He was fine. He, had a he was fine. He was a disaster the year before that. He was a disaster with the Angels. He got let go. The Giants picked him up, and he was an absolute disaster for the Giants. And he signed a prove it a one year prove it deal with the Pirates, and he pitched well. And the Cardinals made a good move, and they brought him in, and he pitched well in that one playoff game. And now he's hurt. So from the six one eight again, Quintana is steady. Who's steady now? No one. Could you foresee that we were supposed to have the steady Eddie rotation as it was? All these guys steady, were supposed to hurt. just be steady. I I know, but he they're using his handful of games here, and I'm. I'm not angry, but I'm frustrated because it's it's hindsight at this point. Quintana wasn't supposed to even make a difference in this rotation. Well, no, you're you're look. It's not even hindsight. A lot of people wanted Quintana. Your main point is just Jamie. He's not an ace. He's not a number two guy. He's not. And now he's hurt. He's injured. So you really you're you're not going to be any better off. You probably you'd probably be worse. And if you want to say, well, you know, he was an ace at one point with the Cubs. Well, nobody wants to go back to two and a half years with Flaherty. Why would you go back two and a half years with Quintana? Anthony, our, our friend, thanks, Dad. Texan, how are you saying this about Q? But we're so set that Montgomery was a fixture and given in, and a given in the rotation. Montgomery, hold on here. Montgomery, Mon- if you're comparing, if you're comparing Montgomery to Quintana at they this are. stage in their careers, you're drunk. 
I don't know if they're that, but they're, they're, that's what the comparison Well, you is. should be drinking then. Yeah, you still had t- team control over Montgomery Correct. for another year. Correct. And Quintana is aging. Talk- How old is freaking Quintana? Yeah, what are you talking about? A given. Of course he was a given. You traded Harrison Bader for him. You had, a, you had another year under a contract. What, what are you talking about? Montgomery is also the only guy that's giving you half, a halfway decent report. He's the only guy that's got a start. Anthony, Wait. would you have busted the bank account open for Michael Waka? No, of well, course not. Somebody here would have. I still haven't seen one name that makes any sense. Somebody's getting mad. He's saying Pablo F. and Lopez. Okay. You you, you okay. had to trade for him. And and it cost it cost the twins the American League batting champion. <sighs> He's one and oh right now, has a sub one ERA, but has also taken on the Royals and the Marlins and the Marlins, yeah, who pitched, are not good. Yeah, he pitched the Marlins. He, the, the, the the Royals and the Marlins are the two teams that are actually that have actually scored. There's like four teams that have scored less than the Cardinals. Those those are two of the teams. That's good, guys. Like just be just be realistic here. You you want to be mad at us? They just want to be mad. In yeah, general. they just want to be mad. And I get it, I get it. But you I can't just one be mad name. and throw crap against the fan and it, it, trade for Alcantara. Like, come on, that's a troll. Stop. <laughs> Put the phone down and back away. That, okay. Uh, Alcantara got destroyed last night. By the way. But that's funny. I actually, I'm kind of. It's funny now. I'm, you're the one that's frustrated. Well, I'm frustrated because I asked a real question. I know a true question about an ace or a number one. Who would you have gotten? And I got freaking Jose Quintana. Jeez, Louise! Like, come on. And Michael Waka. That's what we got. And it, I let me tell you this: if that was the only damn things that Mosellock did in the off season. Cardinal Nation would be losing their freaking minds right now. Ballpark Village would have been on fire. That's your answer? This mm. might as well be Lester and Hap. Mm. I can hear it now. You're right. Jeez Louise actually uh, back in 1923 went the most Cindergard. Uh without giving up a walk. That's 1923, great. geez, Louise. Cindergard, Anthony. Over Does he me. do that for you? <laughs> no. Does he move the needle for you? Does Cinder- he make it move for you? No, he doesn't. No, he doesn't. Cindergard's a three. My God. You've thrown, you're, you're throwing out names that are threes or fours or fives on other teams, but you're doing that because they're not in a Cardinal uniform right now. That's what you're doing. Correct. If they were in the car, they'd be like, why do we have those exactly. guys? Yeah, that's what you're doing. But Jamie, Jamie, I'm glad to see that. You and I are aligned right now. No, we're not. Because I said this last week. <laughs> okay, fine. You know what I'll do? You know what I'll do? No, we're aligned. Anthony, I'll do, quit being a baby. I'll do what I. I'll do what you did last week. Which part? Jamie, they did. The fans are frustrated, and I'm with them. They are. And they bring up good points. And they do. They bring up great points, Anthony. So many great points. We'll kick this over to the next segment I'll here. I want to one right. ESPN. We're right back to the Fast Lane Podcast, presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN.
Welcome back to the Fast Lane here on 101 ESPN. Anthony Stalter, Jamie Rivers are just in a massive fight right now as uh, one believes that Jose Quintana is not the ace that the Cardinals needed to pick up this summer. Uh, Jamie just real distraught right now. Uh, so they're in uh, the hallway beefing it out right now. But we got a mic drop from Russ. Uh, Russell left us a mic drop. So let's go ahead and throw it to Russell. Hey, guys. I would say the biggest problem so far for the Cardinals has been the starting pitching. Uh, mainly the first few innings of the game, it puts the offense behind and start. they have to start pressing. And I think that's a big reason why they're struggling on offense as well. If we could get some quality starts strung together, I think we could start getting in a little bit of better offensive rhythm. Thanks. All right, it looks like uh, Anthony and Jamie are back. Are you guys okay? Yeah, I'm still angry. I'm still I fired to, up. I had to cool down Jamie. Yeah, but Jamie, you I appreciate that too. Jamie, you were you were one. I agree with everything that you were saying. You're ticked off about the same things I've been ticked off. I mean, last week I went on a huge. Anthony showed up last week. I went on a huge rant. It was the same rant you just had. Now to the to the did I get that right? That Russell was basically saying that. He blames the pitching staff because the pitching staff has essentially put the offense in a hole. Yeah, and I believe the the cards are undefeated when they score first. So the 3 and 0. Okay. I get that more from the pitching side. Like if the offense if the offense produces 5 runs in the first, it it allows the pitcher to kind of settle in and make a little bit more mistakes, be more aggressive because he's got a lead. I don't know, and and I'm not saying this is kind of like to the sports psychology. I'm not saying one of either Russ or I are right. But from my my viewpoint, I don't think it works that way. Where it's like the offense starts to press because the the starter's not is is struggling. I can I think I it, can it's see the that. other way around. I, I can see why the offense is like, oh boy, here we go again. We got to score six runs to win this game. Well, let me put it, let me put it this way then. Do you do you feel as though then that for Nolan Arenado, Paul Goldschmidt, and these guys, they need to get they need to get going. They need Stephen Matz to be good. Well, I mean, it would help. Or Miles Michaelis. Do you think those those guys, the guys that you're paying just truckloads of of millions of dollars to, they need they need Jake Woodford to go out there and pitch well, and for Nolan Arnott to do his job? No, the two don't correlate. Rest my case. But well, some, guys, some, guys, why would some guys, some guys, yeah. well, well, some guys might feel the need. I'm glad you two are back on the same page, and you guys worked that out, and you decided to be. Mark, she hates us both. You decided right now. to gang up on him. me. You know what? I'll take him. one for the team. I'll take one for the yeah, team. You're good like that. I think yesterday some of the approaches were yeah. not that great. Um, they but clean up the approach. They, would, I would love to see them clean How up. How about their they approach. just hit the strike zone? Wait, who are you talking about? The pitching staff? Yeah, I'm still I'm, stuck I'm talking on about that. the. I know what you're talking the about. Lineup. I'm still angry. Hitting. Somebody texted in and said, hey, you guys asked for names, and then you got mad when we said the names. Understand understand our viewpoint on this. We we get text messages constantly throughout every show that people are mad at us because we're, we're, we're trying to bring a little levity to the situation, and we're trying to have some fun. We can't do anything about the fact that the Cardinals are 3-7. and seven. We could point some things out. We could talk about it. We could talk about it. And then, you know, we start to joke around a little bit, throw a little shade at the Cardinals, and people get ticked off. And then we go, okay, what would you have done? Because we hear from the same people that say, Mo's the problem, Mo's the problem. He doesn't spend, he doesn't spend, he doesn't spend. And then we're like, okay, what names you want? And then you then then these same people throw Jose Quintana, Noah Syndergaard, and I don't know, Michael Walker at us. Guys. Terrible. Guys, you, 
You bitch that the Cardinals only have three, fours, and fives, and then we ask for names and you throw us three, fours, and fives. Like, guys, come on. And I get Just it. Just because they're different names. And like, in, what are we doing? And in fairness, if there is any, that's all that was out there. I get it. But that's to your but that's main my point. point. That's your main point. That's the point I've been making for months now. Now, Anthony, what is your what are your thoughts on Luis Castillo? And because we it's got a stud. But well, because we got a text from the five seven three and says uh, Luis Castillo would look nice in a Cardinals uniform. And don't say you can't trade in the division because the Reds don't care. You could. Did you want to give up? Did you want to give up Mason Wynn, Tink Hens, and another prospect? I don't think it would have cost that much. For it Luis certainly Castillo. would have. No chance. Seattle, Seattle gave up a ton for Luis Castillo. It absolutely would have. It would absolutely would have cost that. You're talking about a number one at the trade deadline. Not in the offseason, because it is different. You're talking about a number one that was cost-controlled at the deadline. I also think this is part of the other issue, guys. You don't realize how much it actually is going to cost you for a young cost-control ace. It goes back to our, our conversation last week with, with Logan Webb. Marsh, you had thrown thrown Webb out there. I said, okay, you're going to give him Mason win? No, absolutely not. So you're not serious then, and Marsh, I'm not picking on you. You're not serious then about acquiring a cost-controlled ace. Seattle backed up their prospect trucks and said, here you go, Cincinnati, we're serious. Yeah. So, yes, could could you have traded in the division? Sure. But it would have hurt, guys. It would have hurt. You don't just go to the, you know, you're sick of shopping at uh, name your favorite bargain bin grocery shop. You want to go, you want to go to Whole Foods, you don't want to pay Whole Foods prices. So that's, I think, the other issue here. Go ahead, Jamie. No, I'm disgusted. I love it, though. I love how, I love how frustrated, because normally I'm the guy that's ranting. No, it, it's fine. They just, um, you know, somebody said, uh, oh, you're talking about a three four five well we take that right now because our guys are six seven eight okay understand but hindsight's uh, a beautiful thing yeah but do you think do you think they're going to be six do you think would you have taken jose quintana over miles michaelis no then if he's not better than miles michaelis why are you getting him because well, Miles Michaelis had two bad starts, jamie so there's that no but i'm talking and he's going to pitch horribly the rest of the year but miles michaelis is a two or three. And if Quintana's not a one or a two, why are you going to get him? I agree. I agree. Or, or Michael Waka. Like, I know $5 million to San Diego. Would he have been a fine addition to the pitching staff? Fine. If you needed a five, because your rest of the rotation was, was excellent. But at the time, you had all that. Like, I know. Just like... I know. I'm with you. All right. Our Sports 6 pack is next. 314-399-9646. You had a question? Or if you want to yell at us, we'll take those two. Uh, Sports 6 back next. We're right back to the Fast Lane Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. I have a question. It's time for the Fast Lane to answer your sports questions. I want to ask you a bunch of questions. I want to have them answered immediately. Answer the question. Answer the question. Asking me all these weird questions. Answer me! The Sports Six Pack is refreshed by Schlafly Beer, the original St. Louis craft brewery. We'll get to our Sports Six Pack in a second. Uh, Jamie, I thought of like a, an analogy 
or comparison to what we're just talking about with the Cardinals and we're saying, you know, hey, listen, the staff doesn't look good right now. What would you have done? And then they, the, some of the texters have thrown out names that we were like, okay, this is you're you're not you're not getting an ace. You're not getting a number two. You're getting marginally better. In some cases, you're actually getting worse because you're throwing names out there that are injured. It, it's kind of <laughs> is that where we're at. It's kind He's of injured. Well, scratch him off then. It, it's kind of like you have Ryan Tannehill as your quarterback, and people are like, "Yeah, but you could have had Andy Dalton." <laughs> you're not. Impro- you're not improving. You know, it's kind of the same guy. In some respects. That's great. You know, you have Andy. You have Andy Dalton. You could have had Tannehill. You know. Yeah. Still losing though. Yeah, that's kind of how I look at it. That's that's really good. Well done, Anthony. If you said you have Ryan Tannehill, yeah, but you could have had Mahomes. Now, okay, now we got it. Now we understand. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, that's okay. You get the assignment. Thank you. Go ahead, Marsh. Question number one from the three one four. Do you think the Cards should try trading for Zach Greinke? No. Same same idea. Same, you could have had Zach Greinke in the offseason. Could have had him in the last two offseason. It's the same It's the same idea. No. Unless we're talking about a bona fide ace or a number two, I'm just going to say no. And I think Jamie's with me now. Oh, I'm 100% on board with that. Unless you're, unless you're actually talking about somebody that is going to make a difference, I'm not going to give up assets. Why would you? I don't get that part. Same. No. Yet. Question Nothing. number two. From the 636, do you think if we had Strowman or Gossman instead of Matt's, we would we would be still having this combo? And why did the cards uh why did the Cardinals decide not to do that? Purely money? Was it something else? Uh Strowman, maybe not. Kevin Gosman, absolutely not. We would we would not be having this conversation if you had Kevin Gosman. Kevin Gosman is a legitimate number two. That guy's borderline ace. Yes. Kevin Gosman fixed his issues out with the Giants. Kevin Gosman was that guy with the Twins uh, and the Orioles. Maybe it's just the Orioles. That was like, oh, man, this guy's got some pretty good stuff, but it's just not translating. He went out to San Francisco and became a bona fide ace for them. He's with Toronto now. He's now a number two behind Alec Manoa. He'd be an ace on most staffs. He certainly would be an, be an ace on this staff. So Kevin Gosman, we would not be having this conversation, no. I'm with you. Marcus Stroman, uh, I, I think he is I think he is a two on most teams. He's an ace for the Cubs, I guess. But Kevin Gosman's a legit ace. Now, why the Cardinals didn't go after him, I don't know. Was Kevin Gosman interest, interested? He probably, they, he probably didn't want to be here. Did they go after him? To Jamie's point about, who would you say, Carlos Rodon? Yeah, maybe you they know? said, hey, we want the birds on the bat, and he says, I prefer pinstripes. Yeah. Or in Gosman's case, he said Toronto. You know, he went up to Toronto. Were the Cardinals interested? They offer him enough money? Did they offer him any money? Did they offer him the best deal? You know, they did offer Jason Hayward the best deal, and he went up with the Cubs. I'm just saying. I don't remember his name ever even being in the discussion. Well, they went after John Carlos Stanton, too. Yeah, they did. And he said, no thanks. Exactly. Gosman? No. No, 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 no. No, I'm I'm, I'm saying his name. I don't remember his name ever being flown out there. I don't remember that either, but but what I'm saying is... Were the Cardinals interested, and he turned them down, or are they not interested at all? And he wa- and and he wanted to be here. It's it's 
We don't know. If Kevin, my point is, if Kevin Gosman wanted to pitch here, he's like, Cardinals are number one, long pause, everybody else. And the Cardinals said, ah, we're not interested. We're not, we don't think you're that good. That then everybody has every right to be furious right now. What if he told his agent, hey, I want to sign with the bird? And, and the agent got confused. The agent said, oh, man, hey, congratulations. You're a Blue Jay. And he's like, no, no, I, I meant the Cardinals. And now he's regretting it. Or he's like, uh, I've already been a bird. I don't want to be a bird unless it's a Canadian bird. Yeah. The Blue Jays, big bird, too. Mm-hmm. Much larger than the Cardinal. Maybe that's what he looked at. Two Cardinals equal one Blue Jay. Yeah. Interesting. And he said, why? I'll just take the big bird. That's like having two. Who doesn't, right? Yeah. Two threes make us an ace, right? <laughs> Three. <laughs> Three number threes. Is it three threes? We got that text. Yeah. It said, uh, three threes make an ace. Three threes, uh, that's as good as having an ace. That's pretty funny. Do two twos make an ace? No, I'm just confused. I don't know. Yeah, I don't, I don't really know the know. math and how that all adds up. I don't I don't know how the Canadian dollar plays into yeah. that. All I know is what? five and two-thirds inning, nine hits, and six earned runs. That's the only math I know. Yeah, it hmm. sucks. It's unfortunate that we know that. Question number three. From the 314, can someone tell me what metric everyone but me is using to say Bennington is so good we have no need for changes there? Okay, good. Next question. I'm tired of that. Well, Joel Hofer is going to be your your backup next year. Anthony, don't. Don't give it oxygen. Okay. I'm tired of it. All right. Same text for three months now. Okay. Watch a game. Question number four. Okay. From the well, I'm just guessing, how many times you gotta go over it? I, with, I with kind these of appreciate it. Fans, how many times you gotta go over it? A lot. Bad coach, other people nationally, people are talking about wow, Jordan Bennington sometimes is the only bright spot on this team this year. What metric are you looking at that tells me? Fine. You win. <laughs> he sucks. There you go. Must have Greg Wyshynski as uh yeah. One of his Twitter it probably is Greg. notification guys. <laughs> Greg, I hope you're having a great day. <laughs> you win. You win. He sucks. You got it. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Why don't you throw a water bottle? I'm so happy yeah. right An now. An empty one, too. It wouldn't even hurt. Anyways, uh, from the 618. Thank you, Jamie. Thanks for showing up. This is a good question. How likely is it that Moe's, in parentheses, big deadline acquisition, is a guy like Rich Hill? Yeah, I think that's going to be it. (laughs) (laughs) I do. I think it's going to be Rich Hill this year. (laughs) I can't even. I can't handle this. I can't handle this today. I'm going to have to leave. I think it's going to be Rich Hill. Rich Hill's going to have a really good first half. Now, he's off to a bad start, but I think he's going to have a really good first half. Uh, Mo is going to acquire Rich Hill. He's going to pitch halfway decent here. He's not going to be retained, and fans are going to be like, you know, we could have had Rich Hill back. This is your fault, John Mosaloc. But I do think Rich Hill, I, whoever texted that in is brilliant. It's probably Mo. Question number five. Because Mo knows he's going to get Rich Hill. Mm-hmm. The deadline. Uh, another blues question for you, Jamie. Sure, great. How come so. it's okay? To throw shade at the Cardinals, but Rivers thinks it's sacrilegious to say anything negative about Jordan Cairo. That's not even true at all. 
It's not true. I've criticized this guy's 200-foot game from the day he got into the NHL. I knew that would be your answer. He's got work to do. Who doesn't? But, like, just bashing a player over and over. And I'm very critical of the Blues. But in a way that makes sense. I'm not just going to yell and stomp my feet. I do the same thing for the Cardinals. I try my best, anyways, to be critical in a way that is, you know, uh, not just waving my fist in the air and shouting, get off my lawn. Like, mm-hmm. Jordan Cairo, yeah, fantastic skater, goal-scoring ability. Is the effort always there? Probably not. Is the effort there defensively? Probably not all the time. Does he have things to learn? Yes, he does. Can he compete harder? Absolutely. Is he exactly what you want out of a star hockey player? Not all around. But he's a real good start, real good foundation to be a dynamic scorer, and he's leading your team in scoring right now. There you go. Thank you for participating. You did great, except for you're not supposed to say all the good stuff at the end. I'm just supposed to say all the negative stuff? That's correct. That's how it works. Oh. Well, that's a problem then, because uh, every player has positives, especially when you're the top scorer on a team, Anthony. That means it's nothing else. You're outscoring everybody else on your team. You don't get it. What do you call uh, the opposite of a crap sandwich? Uh, Is it just a sandwich? Just a sandwich. Well, no, because the crap would be on the, the outside. Yeah. That's just a turd sandwich. That's is not it just, like a sandwich that you dunk in? That's a crap. You know, not cane sauce, but like. That's a crap. Crap dip. sauce. It's a crap dip. Like a French crap dip. dip yeah. Crap dip. Yeah. French dip sauce. Yeah, that would or be a, uh, a melt. Yeah. A crap mm. melt. A crap melt. Or a all I'm crap pitch, burrito. All I'm picturing is like uh, like a really nice, like a nice grilled chicken. Yeah. I thought you were going to say <laughs> grilled crap. No, no, no. <laughs> grilled <laughs> chicken. What are you doing here? Nice grilled chicken. Yeah. But the bun is, yeah, is actually crap. It's crap. Mm. Yeah. That's what a reverse crap sandwich is. Mm. It's not like... Crap is on the outside. Correct. Could the crap be like the like the spices, you know? Mm. You sprink- this is sprinkling, sprinkling some crap on there. Yeah. The, uh, the criticism followed by one compliment followed yeah. by another criticism. That's yeah, the, that's yeah, the reverse crap sandwich. Floating it in there mm. a little bit. Uh, all right. Last one here. Question number six. Six three six. Battlehawks are going to make the playoffs? Question mark. Yes. How far will they go? Uh, they're absolutely going to make the playoffs. They're going to lose <laughs> the DC Defenders, um, who will advance to the championship game. It's Fast Lane on one hundred and one ESPN. Biggest question of the day next. We're right back to the Fast Lane podcast, presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on one hundred and one ESPN. For the fast lane's biggest question of the day. Time for the biggest question of the day. It comes from Neil. Here's my question When was the last time the Cardinals grew a stud pitcher a number one? It's been a really long time, and don't tell me, Matty Moe. Matty Moe? No, it'd be Michael Walker. He just got hurt. Michael Walker was a legitimate number one there for a while. But Jack Flaherty. Jack Flaherty for a brief second? Yes. Yeah. So Jack Flaherty for uh, a second, Michael Walker for a minute. That's it. Adam Wainwright did not come from this organization, but you did use him in their in your farm system. So it's not like Atlanta developed him beforehand. In fact, Adam Wainwright was talked about his 
even even for him, a mature pitcher, a young mature pitcher, he was somebody that didn't take advantage of using Greg Maddox at his disposal yeah. when he was in Atlanta. So I think that the Cardinals deserve most of the credit for kind of nurturing Adam Wainwright, even though he didn't he wasn't drafted here. So I, I would say, yeah, I mean, the, the, do you have to have drafted the player? Because I understand the no, thought I think process. If you developed but- him. Yeah, that's so. That's where I'm headed. Is if what if you developed that player? Because obviously the Braves didn't, and they're willing to part with Adam Wainwright. So obviously they evaluated him and drafted him, and then didn't see enough in him. So they yeah. thought, no, oh, we're going to move on from Adam Wainwright. The Cardinals identified that, grabbed him, developed him, and became what he is today. Mm-hmm. I so agree. I think there's something to be said for the developing a player that is even drafted by another team. Mm-hmm. Because if he's drafted by another team and they don't have him anymore, or they let him go or traded him, yeah. they obviously didn't do a very good job of developing him. Here's the other flip side of this, too. Did the Cardinals develop Sandy Alcantara? He spent more time in the Cardinals farm system than Miami's. Well, probably. So when was the last time you developed an ace? It was Sandy Alcantara. Unfortunately, you traded him to wow. Miami. You went there. Oh my God. You like that? You are brutal. Yeah. Today you did that to our texters. What? They're, they're angry today. The biggest question of the day was what? When was the last time the Cardinals developed an ace? Yeah. And don't say Maddie Moe. Okay. Sandy Alcantara. You're welcome. I mean, he is really. I mean, if you he talk was. about developing a player, yeah. Uh... Yeah, yeah, I'd have to say that uh, that's correct. If you don't like my answer, then can I offer you a Jack Flaherty for a season and a half? Or a Michael Walker for, I don't know, two and a half seasons? Or a Shelby Miller for one season? Or an Adam Wainwright, even though you didn't draft him, you developed him, Adam Wainwright would be your last guy. So the choice is yours. Go any which way you want on that. There you have it. All right. Somebody here on the text line said that uh, they believe, they said, I feel like it has to be that the player is developed into the majors, like not traded from one team to another. He's still in the minors and then gets brought up. So you have to draft him. You have no, to you develop don't have to draft him, him but so you have to develop that player from the minors to into the, majors. the majors. So, like, technically, so, so Sandy Warner. Alcantara, you know, one could argue that, yes, the Cardinals developed him to a certain point, but then the Marlins took over and developed him enough to get him to the majors. I'm okay. not saying that, but I'm just, I'm for argument purpose or discussion, that's a better word. So, the, uh, hear me out on this. The Cardinals signed Alcantara as an international free agent in 2013. They did not trade him to the Marlins until 2017. So he was with the Cardinals from 13, 14, 15, 16, and all of 17 because he was traded in December of that year. So five years Mm -hmm. he developed within the Cardinals organization. The Marlins acquired him in the deal for Marcelo Zuna. He began the 2018 season with the New Orleans Baby Cakes and was recalled by Miami on June 28th of that same year. 
So he was with the Marlins organization for less than six months. So I would make the claim that he was not developed in Miami. He was developed by the Cardinals. So okay. I, I stand by what I said. It's not Adam Wainwright, Michael Walker, or Jack Flaherty. It is, in fact, Sandy Alcantara. Boom roasted. You get him, Anthony. <laughs> You're on our rest my case. Good work, Anthony. The jury rest. Okay. Yeah, no, you, you did great. Okay. I believe I got my client off on that. You heard me, Jamie. Yeah. That's how good you are. Damn right. I did that in less than five minutes, too. It's impressive. Thank you. One of the best in the business. Damn right. He sure is. Mm -hmm. All right. What you, what you missed next on 101 ESPN? We're right back to the Fast Lane Podcast, presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. hit baseballs. All of my successes depend on me. You ready to hit? The hits just keep on coming. And his first big league hit is a bullet up the middle. Time to play Beat the Streak. We have a new listener because uh, unfortunately our guy had a nice run. But he had Nolan Arenado last night. Nolan Arenado did not come up with a base hit. Neither did Wilson Contreras, so I'm back down to zero. Mm. Marsh has got himself a nice streak going. He's mm-hmm. got three in a row. But nothing right now stops Jamie Rivers, who quote said, who said, quote, this is going to be easy. <laughs> and so far, he's got a hit in every game. So the rules are simple. You just got to pick either a Cardinal or an opponent to get a base hit. And uh, you continue your streak. Jamie's up to four games right now. Yep. Uh, but we welcome in our listener, Marshall. We have we have Chris. What up, Chris? Not much. How's it going? Thanks for playing today, man. Thank you. Thanks so, for having me. So normally we would give the listener the first uh, opportunity, uh, but Jamie's got the longest streak, so it's going to be Jamie, then Marsh, then you, and then me. Sound good? Okay. All right, Jamie, go for it. Well, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. And I picked this young man to get the slam-a-lama ding-dong tonight in Colorado. And I follow that up. I, I'm going to double down. My guy, Jordan Walker. Okay, Jordan Walker. Mm-hmm. So he's got the streak going. So does Jamie. They're aligned. We are. Let to see if somebody's aligned with Jamie. All right, Marsh, what do you have? Oh, you're one to talk. Yeah, so I'm sticking with... Uh... With the other team. I'm going to keep that going. Jesus, um, <laughs> Elias Diaz is my guy. I kind of respect it. I do, too. I mean, stick with it, man. It's working. Elias Diaz. Elias Diaz. Yeah, he is uh, batting 303. Has a home run and five ribbies. All right. So you cannot go with Elias Diaz or Jordan Walker, Chris. Who would you like? I'm going to go with CJ Cron. On the Rockies. Okay. He served uh, Marsh well last night he on did. that. Whew. I don't love my options. What are you talking about? Outside of Paul Goldschmidt. I'm going to go with Paul Goldschmidt to get a base hit tonight. So, Paul Goldschmidt to restart things. So, good look. let's go around the horn one more time. You got Jamie with... Jordan Walker. You got Marsh with... Elias Diaz. You got Chris with... 
CJ Cron. And I have Paul Goldschmidt. Chris, good luck to you, man. All right, so if Chris wins tonight, if C.J. Cronin gets a hit, then Chris will be back with, with us. Might not be tomorrow because we have a an early game. Cardinals have an early game tomorrow. It's a 2-10 pitch. Oh, then we, we got to right off get the bat. it in right off the bat. No Are you bleeping kidding me? Yeah. We could do it. We're playing beat the streak tomorrow, we Marsh. We don't. Yeah. Could is not the word. We are. We could, are. Coulda, woulda, shoulda. Yeah. Well, so have our guy, mm-hmm. if he's back, let's yeah. get him on line one or line two. Well, actually, he's still on the line, so let's just ask him. Chris, are you in for 2 o'clock tomorrow? I'm in. There you Boom. go. There well, we go. CJ, if CJ Crone gets a hit, of course. Well, that's true, yeah. Yeah. All right, Chris, <laughs> thanks for playing. Thank you. All right, there you go. There's our Beat the Streak. If you missed anything from today's show, make sure you download the podcast. Available at 101ESPN.com or on your 101 ESPN mobile. That's all brought to you by Dobbs Tower and Auto Centers. Normally, I'm the guy yelling at listeners, but today was Jamie's turn. Jamie got fed up with something that the listeners were texting in. You'll have to listen to the podcast to find out what Jamie was so angry about. Talked to a lot of Cardinals, especially with our guy BT. Joined us for the first hour of the show. Had a conversation with our guy Craig Berube. Played the gauntlet. What's trending? Lineup game. Didn't go perfect today, but we did okay. And we just uh, we talked to the, Car- the Cardinals listeners. Very angry today. Very angry. Podcast all brought to you by Dobbs Tower and Auto Centers. Marsh, what do we got for criticisms and compliments? Well, Anthony, um, I have to look at my phone because my computer died. Pulling one of these old... Uh, oh, you have my, money- you have my computer. Yeah, no, basically, basically it is your computer. Well, technically, my, my charger just stopped working. Like, it's just dead. Hmm. You should put it in the air fryer. Yeah, it works. Wait, so what? Anthony yeah. did. Not in the air fryer, on top of it. Oh. Hey, what did Sorry, you do? I gave you bad advice. If, you're, if, if your phone dies, you can put it on top of your air fryer. That's not a thing. It is. I did it. It happened. And I was better off for it. Where did you even... Don't worry about it, Marsh. Get that information. It's Marsh? A website you can go to. Don't worry about it. Well, I'm very up. confused right now. I don't want to go home and put my computer charger on my air fryer <laughs> and, one, look like an idiot because I believed what you just you said. You got to take a picture of it, too. Or, two, I don't want to ruin my air fryer. I just got I just got a new one. I feel like it might you know, blow up or something. Marsh, you either believe it or you don't. So. That's a good point. I, I'll, All right, I'll believe you. Everything you've been saying today has, has been true. All Thank I'll you. say is this, Andrew. Yeah. His phone didn't work, and then it did. Bingo. So I don't know. Okay. Facts or facts? Mm-hmm. You don't want to deal with facts, then, you know, you're on the right show. I don't know what to do. What's wrong, buddy? All my all my criticisms and compliments for the day are just gone. All right, from the six three six, just gone. <laughs> says today is the hardest I've ever laughed while listening to radio. Thank you, fellas. Thank you for listening. Thank you, thank you. We got a compliment today from uh, our guy Johnny Londoff too, Mr. Londoff, my guy Johnny Londoff was listening and he said that uh, we are funny and he was trying not to get in an accident while listening to the radio. Oh, thank you. So thank you. And we hope that you're not off. Yeah. Thank you for listening. Mm-hmm. I had some really good ones, too. It's They're okay, just, Marsh. Can no, you, can, I, you want a paraphrase? I have really? all the compliments. They're just uh, from like three weeks ago. I'm trying to pull up my notes, <laughs> but the cloud's not working. From the 314. Jamie, what kind of bourbon are we sipping tonight? Sounds like you need a heavy pour after this show. I wrote back, yes, please. And uh, 
Then they said, uh, you guys took some effing grenades today. Way to hold strong. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you. We did. Three, one, four. Remember when Aaron left the mic drop and he goes, hey, Jamie. Hey, Anthony. The Cardinals are in last place. <laughs> Glad you guys think it's funny. Yeah. I don't think it's funny at all. That's why sometimes you laugh because you're on the verge of, like, cracking. Right. Like, of insanity, almost. Yeah. Like, you can't believe it. Yeah, I can't believe that my Cardinals are sitting in the bottom mm-hmm. of the NL Central, which is supposed to be the division that you just beat the crap out of mm-hmm. all season long. Now we're the team that people are circling. Yeah. I don't like that feeling. I did that whole laugh, like, insanity mm-hmm. thing last weekend, in fact. Or maybe it was the weekend prior. You know, trying to get the uh, the kids in and on the paths and getting ready for bed and all that stuff. While also making sure that the dinner is ready to go and laundry's done and all that, right? So Chris and I were running all over the place and uh, got Maddie in and out of the, the bath. Good to go. And then... We're, we're like out of lotion and I was trying to like get the lotion out and then I'm like well fine I'll just use this other this other lotion and it was basically water I don't know what lotion it was but uh went all over the place Jamie and I just started laughing mm. I'm like of course I think it was from you gotta I'll make sure it. you picked the right lotion yeah, yeah that was I think it was your lotion it's a fast lane on 101 ESPN I appreciate you joining us we're gonna be at the MAC tomorrow work for me so we hope uh you have a great night we'll see you tomorrow see you You've been listening to the Fast Lane Podcast, presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN.